if you don't know by now, you should know. This man is called Francis Maxwell, good mate of mine. Yeah. Uh, we're doing a couple of videos together back in the day on yeah, TYT Sports. And TFR. That was um, oh, yes, we had some the, debates on TFR. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who are they again? Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> what we did around, do, apparently. what we did do, uh, which made me laugh, is an American accent video where we sort of uh, channeled our sponsored by Budweiser. Do you know, I think I peaked after that. I don't think <laughs> you did. You went right through the roof, but that was that was easily one of my favourite videos. Oh, man, it was Sp- fun. Everything was sponsored. I really, it was one of those videos, you know, where you kind of make it through till the end, where you just keep bursting up laughing. But um, cool, yeah, right? mate, you're uh, welcome. You're in the UK for a start. Yes, you're, I am. Yeah. Good Scottish lad who's made his way over to America. Very much so. Glasgow, born and raised. Um, I came over for a wedding okay. in Aberdeen, and we had the very, very oh, don't don't tap on the oh, table. Right. Oh, don't Being, slam on the table. Off for that. You know what? Some, you're going to make him so uh-huh. angry. Keep doing that. Um, Not me. Close body language just, now, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was in Aberdeen, which actually we had great weather, man. And it just—I mean, it sounds a little cliche. Exactly, people. It's a granite city, right, for a reason, because the city centre is dull. It's disastrous. But when when you move out to the the Highland areas, it's pretty nice. Mm -hmm. And we had a sunny day for the wedding and celebrated it the way Scottish people do and got absolutely smashed, which is the way most people celebrate things here. I think Most everywhere the around the world, it's like yeah. a homogenous thing for weddings. People just get well, well, true. But I actually had this conversation recently with uh, my girlfriend who travelled with me, and she came. We came last October for a christening. Where's she from? She's from Los Angeles. So she's from Pasadena. Just, just because wow. I had a beautiful. Kid. I had a, a moment once when uh, when I was doing my diving course because we were up at Fort William. Yeah. Um, right in Scotland. Yeah. And oh yeah. In, in the middle of fucking nowhere, at the bottom of Ben Nevis, basically. And uh, there was an American guy with us who's a former Marine. And uh, it was like March, so it was pissing down. The rain was smashing him in the face. He thought he'd seen everything, but he hadn't seen Scottish weather. And the, and the rain's hitting him in the face, and he goes, Man, this fucking place is hell on earth. <laughs> and I was like, Welcome to Scotland. <laughs> huh? uh, is she sort of, does she react the same way, or does she yeah, embrace she, it? She doesn't understand it. Like, we, mm. we're ready to go out to go for, a, I don't know, like a drink or a coffee, and she's got, the sun peaks out, and she's got her shorts on, and yeah. she's like, Oh, this is going to be a great day. And I'm like, You have no idea, because you, you get hit with four seasons in the space so of like sweet. 10 or 15 mm-hmm. minutes plus walking down the high street in Scotland with anything that shows any sort of leg is never a good idea because yeah. you get the usual oh darling who's that guy your way and yeah, weirdly it's and you it's me. looking it's usually, in the, yeah. it's usually me that's got the short, shorts on the yeah. fucking <laughs> yeah. it's usually me that's getting shorts she's actually quite built as a girlfriend <laughs> it's weird yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. where'd you go from that so he, he has a question that I've always wanted to know never, never ever understood it is it a real accent how oh. does a kid from Scotland end up yeah. On TYT in LA, like, because I've always just known you as part of that group. Yeah, it's for I mean, anyone who doesn't know TYT no, is the Young Turks. Yeah. yeah, so they're major. I mean, they they split. It's a network, but it's split into like many different shows. Like there's like entertainment and in the sports, which I obviously a big part of. Um, but the Young Turks in general is a, a liberal news network that started as a podcast. Much like you fellas here, and then went skyrocketed much like you fellas here uh, and then it eventually became like this huge um, network that is mainly politics but has a different branch on it so uh, I went to America for college I played football briefly um, in Scotland a brief spell yeah. professionally Scot- um, in, f- soccer in yeah. soccer ball yeah, yeah. In, in, <laughs> in Scotland and then uh, I was garbage and got released at some point uh, and then sent over to I went out to America to do a scholarship this is in between me being in the shipyards mm-hmm. which by the way is hell on earth no offence to anyone who does work in the shipyards in Scotland but I, I distinctly remember that we as a trade sold our lunch break 
Mm-hmm. Uh, no, our break before lunch. So you used to go in at like six and then you'd work directly through to five. You'd have one 30 minute break in between. So people used to go to the toilet to take their break. So you'd be sitting there with the morning tea and some guy's just dropped everything he's had the night before next to you in the toilet. And that's when you no, know. I remember, that's I when remember you know those in. breaks. Because <laughs> yeah. you were the guy dropping everything. <laughs> You're the guy that was next door at the kebab the night before. No, there was times where... Uh, when I did my apprenticeship, I would just say, God, I need to get off the fucking shop floor for a fucking <laughs> half hour, like at least 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'd literally go and sit in, in the toilet. I'd not need a piss or shit, nothing. I'd just sit on the toilet, close the door, and I'd just contemplate my life for a bit. <laughs> be like, Mate, it's hello, so darkness, my old friend. <laughs> People it, thought it you really genuinely was, had diarrhea. It was, and then, but then when someone was next to you, it was, it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> that would sharp shorten the breakup. It's yeah. so difficult to contemplate life when someone's squeezing their guts If out anything, the it next, really yeah. it brings it home, actually. Yeah. <laughs> You'll yeah, find sure. it actually really nails it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this is so prominent in my head because I still have yeah. nightmares about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. But so then I decided that after that I was not going to do that because I was a horrible engineer. Um, and I got my trade though. I finished up and I went to a college called Whittier College. I was calling Whittier for the first one, and real people don't understand any like hard T's. Yeah. They just everything's Whittier. 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 So I had to pronounce Podcast. it that way. And then I studied uh, at college there, did uh, majored in sociology and political science and just kind of was trying to stay in the country. There was a lot of opportunities, I felt. Um, and then... When was this? What, what year was this? This is between... This is in 2010, I went. So then when I got to 2014, uh, I made it through college, the best four years of my life, playing football and studying. It was amazing. And then I was just panicking. What was I going to do? Like, I'd met my girlfriend by this point, so there was always the yep. green card uh, mm. option, which was vocally talked about smart man I yeah like you got to I didn't know Trump was coming do you know what I mean point. good point but you residency got to think about first it. love second exactly yeah. and it just makes for a real firm relationship you know mm. so uh, she's got you <laughs> she's, yeah, she's, by the green card she had me by the green card there was no way about it <laughs> and then but luckily I went for this one job uh, interview where I was supposed to be a social media advisor uh, with four years experience and of course as you do on your uh, your CV they call it resume there is you just lie mm-hmm. and I just completely lied and said I had the experience and I walked in and after five minutes the guy went you have no clue what you're doing here and I said no I don't and he's like but you sound interesting and you kind of you've got a look about you didn't know how to take that I was like okay I've got a look mm-hmm. and he said but are you good on camera and I just shat myself because mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was supposed to do I was like am I good on camera and I just said yes done it no problem no way. like Jay completed it done it and then he, he had me do like a brief little uh video and I was horrible my jenk my boss actually shows this to people when they first start hosting <laughs> is to say like this is how bad you can be wow. but you can get better yeah, yeah. he's like because I was so wow. bad but I they gave me an opportunity and, and the world cup was happening then so it was like it easily was one of those dream situations that people don't really think of um and then I started hosting and it was all through the World Cup. Me and uh, Jason, who's my co-host at the sports show. Shout out to Jason. Shout out to Jason. Great what a guy. guy. Great lad. Good loves luck. his football. Likes Lawrence a lot, actually. He's a good guy. Loves a Geordie, but he, he, he really does yeah, uh, resonate our, uh, with you. In the country, he's welcome. I have of a course. real affection for his tweets. I feel like he's really his personality really comes from Yeah, he's a top lad. He, he, rarely, he can't be in a bad mood around Strangely, he's ended up as a Fulham fan. Yeah, he, well, he's, he's switched from... He's just a typical American, you know, like you see guys walking down the street with a Fulham shirt, yeah. Manchester City socks and Man United shorts. Yeah. And Jason was a Swansea fan for a... No, oh, he was a Liverpool fan for a while and he changed to oh, Swansea. Swansea, that's right. Aye. And then they I were, have trouble keeping up. And yeah. They were battling relegation, so he decided to jump ship. Sure. He's like, you know what, I can't deal with this. Funny how it's just white kits. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, and I, we actually got given a Swansea kit. I think that's why he became a fan. Um, the, whole, the whole story of TYT is like really interesting though. Like, isn't yeah. it? Like, because... I remember as a fan of YouTube watching early doors when they literally had like 
it, it was like the weirdest little table and curtain yeah. job with like this TV that yeah. was like it was like the TV that you, your nana would have where you tune in stuff to it you know like uh, with the TYT logo sort of yeah. drawn on or whatever um, but we were to use a television at the time of course but, drawing on the but screen but the personality <laughs> obviously shone through Jenk in particular like um, Very it's big quite amazing what he's been able to achieve because now uh, TYT, I don't correct us if I'm wrong. Now they, they are literally one of the most watched news um, channels, uh, TV or online in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the numbers are absolutely insane, and uh, he did well finding that Anna Kasparian. Or, is that yeah, Anna's a co-host. Uh, they had like a really good dynamic between the two of them because they did entertainment, but they also did polit- politics stuff, and yeah. there's anything that happens, they'd comment, but. She is like a fucking a right fucking firecracker. Like she, she won't take any shit. She's got she. a very strong opinion of, uh, about her, and you have to if you want to try and debate. She's a very interesting woman. Yeah, she is. And, and with Look any, at that eye. Look at those <laughs> eyes. Do you? Do you want to? I don't know. Next time she's in London, but I'm sure she'd love to come on. The I'd love to have a chat with her. I'd, we haven't had a woman on, and she could easily hold our own. Oh, and no, no doubt. Problem. And you have to if you want to co-host with Jenk because he's so. Uh, loud with his opinions but mm. he's also very knowledgeable I mean the guy was studying to be a lawyer and like so he's got a, a huge base of knowledge upon him but he's also very firm in his opinions so as you mentioned it did start it started very much just similar to like uh, just two people uh, who are discussing Jenk and Ben Mankiewicz who's became like a mentor to me and just kind of uh, talking politics in a different form that you don't expect with just yeah. a straightforward Ben's, anchor. Ben's not the same as them though for me like on he's screen rational in a way they're <laughs> <laughs> they seem a bit more like natural on-screen talent, whereas he's like a, a wingman sort of thing. Like, he, but it's a hard role to play. Yeah, I was going to say. But a lot of people seem to think that they when they speak about him when they've met him, they all yeah. oh, he's me mentor. Like the other guy, um, Rick, Rick, who yeah. worked with Two IT, he says oh, he's me mentor. So I'm imagining behind the scenes, he's very good much for so. advice. And yeah, he, he's he's been around and he's I don't know if you know this, but he comes from like a huge royalty background in Hollywood, like the name Mankiewicz. Uh, his grandfather wrote Citizen Kane. Like, wow. Yeah, so he's, he's comes from a, a huge background in, in 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 the entertainment field. So he's a good guy to give you strong he seems advice. He's intelligent. Like. Yeah, he's very smart. He's very. He called me Irish for the like, first two years and thought it was hilarious. <laughs> you know, like American humor. Yeah, yeah. You're Irish. Nationalities. You know, you, know, you, know, you know, the funny thing is, if you try and open something quietly, it only makes it louder. <laughs> so, Jenk had this moment that sort of seemed to catapult the TYT channel where he went on this huge fucking rant that went viral what what was that all about it was again? basically he was so angry that USA Today were posting a, a, a basically a story that said that people still believed that Saddam Hussein was directly responsible for 9-11 right and, and that, in a way that represented how disconnected a lot of people in America were for the truth and especially during that point um, going into wars that people were so confused about so he was just so angry that people were honestly still like under thinking that that was a possibility mm-hmm. and the whole weapons of mass destruction thing under uh, George Bush and they were just baffled that so many people still felt this way but when you fast forward to today it's not much different because people will still buy into a lot of bullshit that's on the internet and a lot of pe- a lot of things that are being spread uh, with a sense of uh, validity and they'll be like oh that's true because that guy said it like Hannity said it or O'Reilly and it happens both left and right by the way I'm not saying it's just people on the right but that's kind of what I seen with that clip is it kind of encouraged me to really find where my voice is and of course I do sports but that's what kind of drew me into politics as well watching Jenk be as opinionated on that and I don't agree with everything he says we've disagreed a few th- a few times and he appreciates he's, that he, I think he's definitely got it wrong on a couple of things oh I, I agree yeah but he is a, he's a, you have to respect what he's done like mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing 
uh, building a network from literally just going off the well, try, trying to convince people that this was the way things were going way back when like people are still so convinced that TV is the only right way to get your news or your content when it's like digital media I mean you guys started a podcast and it's went insane when I, started so this, like, when I came to I went to a company with this podcast idea for sponsorship um, and they were like um, so you're going to put you're going to put the whole two hours no on, one will watch on they YouTube said. they were like Pe- people won't watch that there's, there's not the attention spans of that and I, I was thought like, they'd be like, so what wrong. do you want to do they were like oh just clip it up and put the highlights out and I'm like nah I'm, I'm fucking going to do it my, but even so I'm, even online people are still stuck in the fucking mood the, the people who think they're in the know so yeah it's everyone thinks that they're going to find a way to do it better but mm. there's still that that idea that TV's got it right and that's just a way to go ahead yeah. so Jenk of course was was main. I think he's probably attested to one of the the, the first shows to ever take it to YouTube because YouTube was a lot just personality driven people in front of a camera. Still is quite a lot. People like that. Have, yeah. Have sort of yeah taken because they've sort of because originally he was just a personality in front of a camera and then sort of began Molded to make his own network show. and yeah, yeah, which was quite interesting because it is similar to TYT but a slightly more libertarian view. Yeah. You'd probably say something. Like and that. It, and what's good about the company is I, I mentioned I'm not like painting it to be the theatre of dreams or anything. No. We all know about Celtic Park, but. Um, <laughs> What what happens is like they, they give you the opportunity to at least pursue what what field you think, and if you, if you're good at it, they'll give you an opportunity. If you're not, they'll be like, okay, maybe we'll find something different. Yeah. But I always show like was always shown interest in politics and had my own opinion and would debate with people in the office. And then, thankfully, they kind of gave me a, a, the ability and the platform to really pursue like politics as well as doing sports. And and that's kind of where we've ended up today. I, with doing my, like I'd say like half of my time is sports. And the other half is mainly political videos that I feel passionate about. Whether it's you've definitely got more political as you've the yeah, further you've gone. Yeah, I think that's just natural being yeah. in America at the moment. You, you can't you, you can't, can't separate yourself with it. I was I was hearing I was listening to Joe Rogan podcast the other day, and he was saying like I've heard a few times comedians are encouraged in America to do political commentary because it's what everyone's interested in over there. But do you think comedians have not always been politis- uh, uh, political? Because I think maybe, have, maybe not way. so overtly political. Like there was a time where maybe comedians wouldn't talk about the president at the time, or they wouldn't be like that. They'd talk in a sort of round round the houses. Kind no, of way. there was there was it was a select maybe a, a select handful that were known for it. Whereas now it's almost expected from every comedian. Yeah, it, it's. And especially with material like Donald Trump, I mean, it's just a gold mine, doesn't it? Stop. Let's be honest. I mean, he saved Saturday Night Live. Like that's that's I've basically the way to say it. Like, it, there's a lot of bad things that have happened as a result of Donald Trump, mm. but journalists can't say that they're not busier than they've ever been. Oh, he's keeping people in jobs. Yeah, he, he kept, said he would improve employment, and he's delivered. I, I'm a big fan of Twitter, and I think that Twitter's survived uh, and grown because mm. of him. Like when you're competing with Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, all that stuff, it's very hard to keep up. And I think Twitter owes a great deal mm. to Donald Trump. He provided yeah. a lot of an, uh, a lot of material for them um, nonstop, and I think that a lot of journalists are quick to to. Forget that they play into this like by just consistently talking about Donald Trump. I mean, one point TYT put out twelve videos consecutively on Donald Trump. Or you, or or me, yeah. either or. I think I did both, yeah. uh, and he just non-stop. And it's like sometimes it's overkill, but that's just the environment yeah. that's been created in in America. T- Twitter's like the perfect um, example of it, really, because like you say, Twitter might have died or sort of died down a little yeah. bit if it wasn't for him but you've got to imagine at the same time the people at Twitter aren't going to be happy that that's the way it's gone because it's not really the political discourse that people want to have is it mm-hmm. it's not a healthy political discourse it's basically him saying things that may or may not be true I think you may be thinking that people in a position of corporate power have like feelings and stuff 
Because I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I think that people that run networks like that are just wanting to see the numbers. I think people, in, impressions. some people in California though really do, or people in uh, Silicon Valley do have like a leftist idea or sort of quite a liberal idea of the way that social media is going to work, and m- their idea of political discourse cannot be what Donald well, Trump. Well, Twitter, done. and to be fair to Twitter, as much as I think they probably love the numbers, they tried in a way to to of trying to filter out these hate, hateful comments and stuff, which I personally don't agree with as much. Like, I don't think you start to go down that rabbit hole, you're just going to, like, the whole free speech thing. That I feel like YouTube is onto. already on its way to just completing a, uh, you know, a cartoon network. YouTube's yeah, different, funny. though. YouTube is a little bit different, though, isn't it? Because it's it's not a place where you just go and just put your thoughts. But, but obviously, it, it's, it's fucking frustrating us. Like, yeah. I, I'm honest, like, I, I'm seeing more and more the opportunity to just say whatever you want is decreasing. Yeah. Do you know what is funny? Is actually we, we talk about TV as if it's dead because elements of it are. Mm-hmm. Unless you're talking about Game of Thrones or fucking live football, pretty much like that's well, which that, probably a lot of people still watch online. Mm-hmm. To be fair, it's exactly just, they take to it online. But, yeah. but yeah. we talk about it as if it's dead. One great thing about TV is at least you know your what you're getting from a channel. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you know if you go on Fox you're gonna get a right wing thing. You know you're gonna get Cartoon Network. Whereas on YouTube a lot like you can see a Fox video alongside a Cartoon Network or like a you know a, a vlogger's video. Yeah. And it's nice to have a quality of content that they're both in the same place. But at the same time it makes it hard for you to filter through what's for you and what isn't for you. I don't you know, like, because that's why they've got a search bar where you just type in what you want. It's yeah, but, but really whole, handy, actually. But the whole point, but the whole point, <laughs> ser- but the whole point is that no, but like. the whole point of search is that actually you don't always know what you. So if I typed in, sometimes you know, you've got to go through like three uh, shark documentaries before you get a good one, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how can you have a good one cover a shark if you've <laughs> yeah. got to go through I mean, three videos? If you're really into sharks, it's possible. I yeah. Guess. <laughs> Uh, but you know I, what I mean. I, I get you. I get what you mean. But I also get what the Jordy means as well. And I've actually just faced a recent example of this. I was in. Uh, I did a video uh, for a refugee day in Uganda. I saw that. And yeah. I came back, and then that was we, fantastic. Buddy. Thanks, by the way. I appreciate that. But a lot of people don't uh, see the, the the positives to a refugee video, and people are entitled to their opinion. I mean, that video alone, the spotlight video, which I'm sure people are probably commenting on this video. But I saw that twat promoting refugees uh, on the YouTube video that when people promote refugees bomb- it was bombarded with um, hate like at one point I think it was like 500,000 dislikes to like 200,000 likes and on the on the spotlight video really? which is at like 20 million views at the moment so engagement because people yeah in a way but I, I, there's also rumours that it's probably true that YouTube were going through and deleting comments I don't know why they there, would do it there like, was a video that they did um, with uh, I think it was uh, gay rights I'm, I'm not entirely yeah. sure they definitely did a video for, for that and uh, they had said that one day I think the dislikes on the video were maybe 400,000 and then literally a day later the dislikes had gone down to 200,000 so yes. they would uh, YouTube are I think the problem with YouTube is the more they try and uh, clean YouTube up and make it better uh, they're making it worse a well, lot the more the dishonest it becomes it's well, dishonest yeah. you could claim if you though, want to dislike the video you should have the right to dislike a fucking course, video I don't yeah. care what video it is and that's true but the other, other idea of that one was that someone said those likes dislikes were bought and yeah, that, well, there's a lot of uh, yeah there's a lot of I don't know man there's like there's, there's a do you know what I mean? People, like, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. But there's a lot of there's a lot of platforms out there that, uh, of course, just go on YouTube to to try and uh, push forward like some sort of hatred, right? A lot of these comments, I'm not going to say they're worthy opinions. Like, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of hate-filled, uh, extreme points of view directed. I, I took a glance at a couple of them. 
I had to wash myself after watching like the refugee video. It was like I was in Uganda. I experienced a lot of these uh, uh, like stories from these young uh, girls and mothers who are the predo- predominant amount of refugees, especially going from South Sudan to Uganda, and people who have been told these falsities about you no know, refugees are pr- primarily uh, men coming to just basically either uh, they know blow people up from uh, the Middle East or they're coming across and they're pretending that they're refugees and they're just going to continue to make money. Uh, where I was, which was my focus of the video, I was I was in this environment for six, seven days and I experienced it and I did research intently and I spoke to all the representatives there. So I felt like mine was a truthful approach. I feel like people were complaining that we were given a more of a bubble wrap version of what refugees were. So they're entitled to their opinion. Um, but YouTube going through it and removing opinion, and removing comments, and removing likes, I think it's just it's not authentic. It's a slippery slope. You, you got yeah, of course. You if you're going to do that video, you got to do it full false, and you got to imagine that this is going to be a response. So for for you're example, have both. Uh, the the terrorism video that we made after mm-hmm. the terror attacks uh, was demonetized. Yeah. So um, literally. Uh, train down to London, pay for studio, like uh, pay for people to come and help out, uh, go all the way back, put the video out, and not a fucking penny for all of that time, purely because of the, the I put terrorism in the title. And now I actually spoke to you before and I was like, I don't know if I want to put terrorism in because it's like... I said put terrorism, terrorism, terrorism. <laughs> I, was, I don't want it to be yeah. sensationalised, but equally uh, I, I want people to know what we're going to talk about. Yeah, you're calling so it. I, so, you know, I'm, I'm fucking worrying over it. I should be allowed to put fucking what the video was about in the title. As soon as I put it in, boom, not getting a fucking penny out of this video. All but, right, then, great. But it goes both ways. You should also then realise that if that is the environment, and maybe YouTube's not trying to help you, but if that's the environment, you know that's the environment. But if, if I said something offensive, for example, I came out against uh, all Muslims or something uh, like that, fine. Do you know what I mean? But I thought that we handled that whole subject, especially talking for as long as we did, with, uh, as eggshells as humanly possible. And still, I got fucked over. And for me, we're just at the beginning of YouTube... Uh, taking a tighter str- uh, stranglehold on the content and what people are allowed to talk about and eventually we're going to end up basically all expected to just make a well, fucking we, bullshit we had an internal meeting in TYT of course we're as political as it comes but we were told that we need to kind of curb the way we say certain words I mean half my gimmick is being super angry and Scottish and, mm-hmm. and just ripping into people and, and swearing and stuff like that and yeah. I was told to limit my swearing because it might hurt with, monet- uh, with the clips that could be monetized. Wow. I think that's bullshit. I think that the fun, the fundamentals that YouTube. Here you go. Clip demonetized. Yeah. I think that's bullshit. Thank you so much. You'll get ah, pay you afterwards. It. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Francis Maxwell of TYT yeah, yeah. speaks out <laughs> against YouTube. Against yeah. YouTube. You bullshit. may not have a job to go, go back, back to a job. And I'm like, oh, sorry, me. TYT, I'm available. So, <laughs> I think you can do it. Maybe we'll talk about suits afterwards. Yeah, just write the script. You are a liberal cut. I'll give you my. Oh, that, that is what I've been called most of. What do you think oh. about those those sort of phrases? Like, they're funny, man. They're, they're funny, not I mean. even creative. Like, I could give you like, why not call me like a cucksmith? Yeah, like you know what I mean. Or a, go ahead. Be, oh right. Be be more creative with it. You know, like oh, just call are you me actually, a cuck. Uh, So do you class yourself as, as an li- actual as, as liberal? Oh. Liberal. Uh, yes, I, I'm definitely left. Um, but I I feel like I have, I'm left, but I have thicker skin if that makes sense right and people will probably already be laughing at that but I just don't take insults personally and there's certain topics that I feel are pushed forward to get a reaction and are taken out of context so that, that like this whole PC culture thing that people on the right often blame everything on 
we've created that in a way because we have got super sensitive over issues. There is certain issues that really have to be addressed. I mean, there's no denying that racism is still prominent, especially in America. I, I do clips on it every single week. But if someone says something and then you take that and you try to associate it to racism because you think it's going to get a reaction or you're going to, uh, in order to try and silence someone, then it's only a matter of time before these people that are on the right just feel like they can't say anything. So I try to, in a way, find a balance but I'm not going to defend someone who's openly like racist. Just I mean, a racist. Yeah, yeah, like there was a video. One of my first videos of Daniel politics was, of course, Tammy Lasagna. She's called, or the people just refuse to call her name. Yeah. Um, a, a certain blonde conservative who is very vocal and extreme. She associated Black Lives Matter with KKK. Uh, I didn't think it was. Uh, I didn't think it was blatantly racist, but I thought it had racist tendencies, and I ripped it apart yeah. limb from limb because it's so. Uh, it's just. It's just diabolical. It's just dire. It makes me feel disgusting, but. It, the same token is she's entitled to her opinion on it and to respond to me so if I got offended just and I'm not black so <laughs> other, I'm sure black people were very offended by that I just felt like it was such a disgusting comment that it had to be debunked but if you're just to go after her and claim she's just openly racist all the time I feel like it just plays into their narrative and you're just giving them the fuel that they need oh we can't say anything because you're just going to call us racist or xenophobes um, and again that's part of the reason I think that we had Donald Trump because people wouldn't listen to other opinions, even when someone had a difference of opinion, you just associated it with the worst of that narrative. It's too easy to do that, though. It's becoming like people aren't actually battling over the real issues. Sometimes it's it's now becoming because people know if they're seeing the score points or beat someone in an argument, it's about being uh, the bigger personality, moving up the moving up the league, moving up the ranks. People like Paul Joseph Watson and that, like. Uh, I, I think he's right about some of the things he says. I think he's wrong about some of the things. But some the, what I want from someone when they're talking about a serious issue, and my main issue with him is, I want to feel like you really care about what you're talking about, I don't and, think that, he cares. and that you're not you know, doing it yeah. to uh, score points and be a slimy, smarmy git. Well, and I feel like his, his stuff lacks heart. It lacks. I don't really feel like you care that much about what you're saying. You're just trying to win. It, it would lacks right wing balls. Yeah, it, it would. Right, it would rather guys Jones. like that would rather uh, capitalise on a situation, I think, to gain a momentum and gain tweet uh, followers and stuff like that by just picking apart what other people are saying rather than focusing on the issue. If you look on the internet after an attack uh, that happens, right, it's probably one of the worst uh, examples of yeah. this situation because people would rather go into political mudslinging. And I did a video recently just talking about how we we couldn't even allow 30 to 45 minutes to go when people were still trying to find missing people before our, our people are attesting it um, to a, a specific uh, group of people, right? And it happens on both sides. Again, I'm not, I'm not blind to that. I get upset when I see um, people attesting an attack the, the, uh, like immediately after to a Muslim, right? When it may well be, but they're not getting that information yet. But then I also get upset when uh, a, a white man goes in and tries to kill people outside a mosque, and he's portrayed as clean shaven. Yeah, like that, that. That annoys me. He's oh, this clean shaven white man. And then I would tweet something. To be fair, we've just started doing razor sponsorships on the. Um, yeah, of course you got it. Yeah. So maybe, uh, maybe I imagine he got one of our razors. I imagine he used Gillette. <laughs> Actually, Harry's. Um, yeah. No, no, ha I, no. But he probably used Gillette because terrorists. No. Oh. Harry's dot com slash true Geordie. If you, shave, if yeah, you haven't got a good razor, yeah. Harry's dot com slash true Geordie. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I'm sorry. And it, yeah. And but that Segway. that happens. Two ninety five right now. <laughs> uh, <you> can, <laughs> All right, let, let they're brand new in the UK and they've been in America. I'm sold I'm sure already. You could, I'm you, sold. Yeah. I've lost my. I've got a really nice line. No, I've got an awful. I'm patchy. This is like a landing strip. 
Yeah. Just and that nothing else grows outside. <laughs> I'd like if you had a Brazilian, if I'm yeah. honest. Yeah. So you, you've actually had like a, a, a pop at uh, Paul Joseph Watson? Uh, uh, in court, not, not, directly, not directly him. I mean, I've went after his uh, fearless leader, of course, Alex Jones. And yeah. Sorry! Yeah. God damn it! Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. 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 Christian Boyle. Excuse, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Ironically, though, that oh, point I made about uh, Paul Joseph Watson. Uh, Don't say that, his name like that. When you've got three oh, names. I just feel like it immediately, like you can just have be P- Paul Watson. P- yeah. Well, actually, I love the fact that uh, Alex Jones, when he addressed him, goes Watson, as if as if he's <laughs> Sherlock. Sherlock. Yeah. Um, and he and he loves that. Uh, but ironically, <laughs> ironically, the I do, opposite of Sherlock Holmes. I do actually feel like Alex Jones when he, when he does have those rants and moans and complaints he actually comes across like he cares a lot more even though it might be bullshit at least he puts on the show of I care about what I'm saying yeah he's a very good actor uh-huh. now you know what I found interesting is a point for this for emphasis <laughs> when I watched have you watched um, what's your point you've yeah, just have, you, a, have you watched that thing around, man. Get Me Roger Stone your boss is in yeah I thought it would be uh, I to be honest I might get upset I might, they might come after me with this I haven't watched it yet it's uh, good. Know, Your boss is in it. Arguing sure with Roger Stone. Oh, well, uh, was it the one at the RNC when they were summoning like each that. other? Yeah. yeah, that was. I mean, my dad told me that was anyway, on BBC. Jenks had some massive battles with Alex Jones. But, but the point yeah. is, um, in that, Alex Jones is with Roger Stone, and it's at that point that I realised <coughs> Alex Jones is, is he doesn't give a shit about the people because if yeah. he was properly on the right wing, and he properly cared about working Americans, anyone who actually lived in America you wouldn't be in Roger Stone's pocket. And Roger Stone's basically a guy who manipulates American elections to make sure the right Absolutely. or certain he's, individuals win. He's a hatchet man. Yeah. yeah he's a hatchet man for the new world order. But, but before Jones. that, yeah, but this is my problem, right, is he says it's all about the left people and he says, but the, the right wing talk as if they don't have the exact same people on both sides. And that's what I do like about your coverage. It does tend to be not just left, not just right. It's sort of just having a go at anyone you want. Yeah. Well, the, I went after, actually, I think as we speak, I'm currently getting bombarded by uh, establishment Democrats because I went after one of their most prized members today because he tweeted, Barack Obama. Yeah, that, that guy Obama tweeted out something like, Michelle, I hope you have a good afternoon. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, no, but this man went after uh, Peter Dow or something his name is. But anyway, he went after, he said he, Every day I wake up and I forget that this guy was president and he posted a photo of Obama. This nice sentimental post. When I consistently seen him as an establishment Democrat and many others like him, not just him, um, vowing for Hillary Clinton to become president, all while they were colluding with the DNC and other establishment Democrats to not give Bernie a, a fair chance, yeah. right? So I just said, I wake up every day and I posted a nice photo of Bernie like this saying, uh, thinking this guy could have been president, but the scummy Democrat establishments wanted to try and stop him maybe Bernie Brown yeah. uh, so they wanted to stop so I was like I just hate that and then they would respond to me well if you if you didn't if you were, uh, weren't such a Bernie Brown voter for Hillary she would have won I'm like he, like they try to make every excuse possible other to, yeah, than right. to, uh, to deflect attention away from the fact that Hillary was corrupt that the whole candidacy that was yeah. put forward was a corrupt candidacy and I actually agree with um, quite a lot with Johnny, the guy that does the political stuff here, he's very good. He, he's there, like John, Jonathan John, Pye. Jonathan oh, Pye, yeah. and he did a great video after the election that basically called it out, where where he was like, he's "You know what? It's Hillary Clinton is is fault." Like, and I was, and I, when I first spoke to people about it, I was like, "I look at everything in a football game, right? So, say you're fucking Manchester United and you lose to." Spartans who are a team in Scotland that just came to my head so I'm going to go with it you lose to them they'll die right do you think if it's Alex Ferguson going back to the good old days and he comes into his change room and goes fucking Spartans can't believe they beat us 
Like, can you believe that, fellas? Come on, let's go and bind together. No, you come in and you rip limb from limb the people on your team that caused this. Kick they lost to a guy head. who had never in their, in his life been involved in politics. He just sat and spewed hateful drivel nonstop. And you relied your campaign on, the slogan should have been, well, I'm better than that pussy grabber. Yeah. That was what the whole campaign was run. Not on, here, we actually have some some, some decency here. We have some There's, policies that, that could help. It wasn't ideas. Was no, it? it wasn't. And that's where I get really pissed off when I still hear it's these reasons to deflect shit. away just from how... Just shit. Yeah. I love it. It's politics. That's right. I love it. it. Just gets me upset, as you can tell. I got a little hot there. Mm. Sorry. I'm a big fan of Donald Trump Jr., but that's... He's... He's rare. His character. I just, that. Yeah, that was a recent topic I talked about, how the family just follows suit with the, the hypocrisy, man. They're all generally very, very stupid people. That's why I like. I don't care if that gets me a whole lot. They're so, very stupid. TYT, uh, it seems to me like the perception of that network has changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say from what I've heard, because initially it was like the seen as like the people's champion I guess mm-hmm. and I feel like now it's become its its own sort of superpower in its own right that the people have it's getting a lot more people turning against it than Absolutely. what had happened before and it's I don't know maybe seen as part of the problem and not the solution anymore so what happens is people often associate TYT in a similar caliber to that of like InfoWars right mm-hmm. like we're the left's version of what they are we're just uh, spewing our own an agenda alternative. an alternative to it right and I'm not going to argue that that can't be taken in context I mean we make especially uh, on Facebook and stuff like that we do attack videos on other right wing conservatives both because it is an appealing environment right now where politics is almost like a game of sports where people are going after each other I mean this is versus like Alex Jones versus like distracts, isn't it? yeah exactly that's what it's like so we do play into Good that narrative because it gets it, it, it gets a conversation going but what I think that sets us apart is we just have a certain sense of validity and we're not scared in a way to turn on our party like we spent a lot of the campaign going after uh, Hillary Clinton and, and really highlighting her flaws and people hold it against us because we weren't so open to go along with Hillary but we eventually Jenk uh, did he voted for Hillary a lot of the American uh, Bernie supporters did vote for Hillary and they were called sellouts in a way so there's, you're never really going to please everyone but I mean, there's. I think there's there's certain opinions that we have in our companies from certain personalities that I don't agree with, and I think we play into. Is that hard? Because you're. It's almost a bit like a football team, ironically, is what you're com- comparing it to. And and if 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 one year's wrong, you're kind of all sort all of tarred with the same say, brush. Yeah. And I know I, I seen recently you put a tweet out saying, for the record, uh, and I can't remember which uh, TYT member it was, but you said this guy's done this video. I don't agree with his yeah. opinion. Um, what, what was that all about and why, why did you feel the need to have to talk about that online? Um, so there was a journalist that was part of our, uh, uh, that is still part of our network and a lot of people were vocal and they're disdain the fact that he made a big deal out of uh, an older, um, an older politi- uh, political woman, uh, or politician, sorry, an older politi- uh, politician nudging him to get away and he said that it was a shove, that he played it up as if she almost assaulted him. And that is categorized sort almost as a full network. Louis Suarez. Yeah, so she, he hit the deck. I know he didn't hit the deck, but he, he was trying to get a yellow card for her. He was trying to get her thrown at the yeah. game, whatever. Uh, and then it was often associated, like I was getting comments on my videos of, oh, well, you work with the same network as this guy. And it's not just him. There's plenty of examples in the past where people have been, um, certain people in, in TYT have had an opinion that people associate as my opinion. So it is hard because you're both... Technically, when you're under that umbrella, you're trying to pursue the same objective, but because we are free with our opinions, 
we are able to go forth. It's not like put, Fox News, for yeah, example. Exactly. Where it, you're be, I mean, it seems as though they're all basically told to sing off the same hymn sheet. Um, whereas the teleprompter. Yeah, well, literally. Um, that is actually that's one of the first things you get in. Um, I think like any modern media degree is you'll be given the Trump the the notes from Rupert Murdoch to Fox News. And some of his notes that he sends to Fox News, like they're directly from him. They're emails and r- handwritten notes from How him. How do they access these? They're, they've been released. Some, sometimes they've been leaked. <laughs> those sorts of things, like that. Yeah, I mean, some there's a lot of people who've got pissed off at working at Fox News. Um, maybe some of them were assaulted. I mean, why? Yeah. why did they just wear short skirts? They were told that they were you fell yeah. up and be happy with it. But genuinely, some of the notes you find are f- for a news network horrific. And I imagine the same happens on the left. There's a lot of those sorts of things. CNN, I think. Are, I mean, despite what people don't believe, left or MSNBC, yeah, they've all got their corporate. C- CNN's corporate, reputation. I, I feel fucking battering, hasn't but, it? But, but, <laughs> fake news. Uh, we're getting but it, it's it's because it's, it's like even if I, if I know it's a joke, you know what I mean. Do you still yeah. keep up with UK politics, like UK try, politics yeah. and UK media? Yeah, I try my best um, to to stay in touch as much as possible. I actually, I've. I'm, uh, good friends with uh, Owen Jones who does a lot of good stuff I think from The Guardian I interviewed him last year I was in London uh, and I try to follow him but also get other opinions um, unfortunately where a lot of my opinions uh, on the UK are drawn into like my radar to cover it is when you get like uh, if an attack happens or whatever and yet it's, uh, it's immediately put across your radar that this is how the UK is responding to this I'm not able to keep up as much as I, I wish I could um, mm. Ironically um, just, just thinking uh, Jenk called the whole Jeremy Corbyn thing a fucking mile off. Like, yeah, he did. He, he nailed that. I, I was watching some of his stuff, and he was saying like ages before Jeremy Corbyn made this massive comeback, like this guy's going to be prime minister. Is is going to happen? Yeah, he was uh, called that. I mean, it hasn't happened. You know yet, I mean? yeah. I'm expecting. Just it. wait for it. Yeah, I think Jeremy Corbyn for a lot of people came on a lot of Americans' radar, especially those that were feeling so defeated after Trump because it felt like this was a victory that could represent a different movement. The same mm. way with the Macron as well. It's like, all right, it's a it's a, it's a fight against extreme uh, right ideology. So any sort of victory we get from left. Uh, working class mm-hmm. ideas is good and we can take that victory and move forward so Cenk was the champion for Jeremy Corbyn yeah. a lot of people were um, and that's I- ironically it seems though that both of those victories in a weird way are just victories for people who are anti-establishment because mm. Trump and Jeremy Corbyn have that own that's what they have in common is that neither of them are typical politicians yeah and I think everyone's sick of career politicians like Clinton who you're guaranteed when they get in that they're just going to do whatever's been done before although the difference between Trump and Corbyn is Corbyn actually has policies well yes I mean has uh, some validity th- there's and actually a political career I mean we could be here for another three hours yeah. listing the differences uh, between uh, uh, Trump and Corbyn, like yeah. literally one of them doesn't like cereal one of them does like you know what I mean <laughs> yeah but I mean you know who doesn't like cereal <laughs> and, but I mean, it's actually it's, it's a pretty, you really not like cereal um, I mean, I, I, it's what do you all, have for breakfast in the morning? Baby? Normally, I'm, I'm, I'm a wank. full English. Apart from that, <laughs> a full English, a full English breakfast, <laughs> and, uh, and a wank. Yeah, together, often at the same time. Yeah, uh, one, one sausage in one hand. And, no, anyway, um, we yeah, had, it's his own. It's his own. He has a question for you, bro. Uh, you know, you said you were like really crap in front of the camera when you first started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we've all, all of us have experienced like that growing in front of the camera feeling. Like, how did you go about improving? Was it? And what were you like? What in front of the camera? Mm. So Can you do a little impression of how 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 you were? I, well, my accent was very strong, strong. <coughs> so it was hard to understand. And I remember the first video I did, uh, I was so nervous about people not understanding me that I printed out little photos. So like, I had to. St- <laughs> I was like talking about Diego Costa, and I was like, Diego Costa is going to be a 
a real threat in the World <laughs> Cup this year and then I would like switch it over and I'd be like but not as big a threat as Neymar and then they were just like I'm I not run, joking this is your, your football videos in my opinion on YouTube uh, when you do tactics, tactics that, videos, yeah. up there were the best you'll see like in terms of being good at talking and knowing football yeah. sometimes you get someone who really knows a lot about football but it's paint dry it was it was definitely a trial and error process right. so I, I just started to I mean I get terrorised by for it when I come back to Scotland my accent and everyone's like what is that shite accent you've got yeah, yeah. and it, it just so happens that you have to do it especially when there's an audience that are not accustomed to hearing that like there was first like first five videos everyone was like who is this ginger twat and put some subtitles down there cause why is groundskeeper Willie telling me about the World Cup <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I get it more than you know yeah, William yeah. Wallace I think that was what Jenk asked me to do as soon as I stepped in was to say Alba Gabrath um, that was one of the reasons he hired me apparently but yeah just trial and error man trying to figure out what what kind of suited me and then it, it came to a point where I just realised alright let's stop trying to uh, appeal to a certain narrative whatever and just start being myself and just let That's personality the come forward it's always but, the answer isn't it? Uh, and I don't know I just feel like Scottish is such a distinct sound to it that it is hard to understand like I think the Geordie, I think a Geordie accent's a pretty strong accent but there's just something about it that I, I still pick it up no problem and I'm sure a lot of people maybe have problems with mm-hmm. it in America but there's something about Glaswegian accents that people just really struggle to grasp onto it's tricky. Um, and I think that that was my biggest hurdle was to try and find a way that I could be understood but also remain true to it and somewhere along the line I had like a Gerald Butler Sean Connery mix that was just awful so I was trying to, trying to figure out a way to, to try and get my accent and it still brilliant. is it was a brilliant accent, and but every now and again you, you your accents top. Like I, I when we came when I when you were coming in here for the podcast and I was outside, I said I think I'm here. I can hear Lawrence, and right. it just felt like it was some guy yeah. talking about croissants or something like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, which like I was at the time. <laughs> uh, I had uh, we had some uh, ch- uh, chicken curry, didn't we? What, we had yeah. What's it called again? Wasabi. Wasabi. <laughs> to me, it's just is it good? Chicken curry. He I he was bent over the bowl like this. <laughs> spooning it in it's as fast as he could yeah, and, he even, and it's funny because I was eating mine I was looking down at my meal and all the hibbers it's really good <laughs> <laughs> the, the best thing I think it just that the audience needs to notice as well is like you're both the exacts like that chemistry is like it's yeah, yeah. not falsified I mean it could be that there's a lot of people who do well on camera who despise each other I'm not sure if that's internal or not If you no. generally, I know you said that you generally dislike the Jordan when you started uh, oh, working like, on YouTube but that was at a like distance that. though do you know like yeah, yeah but now it's now it's definitely like it's that weird best friend like there's like a brotherly affection brotherly now affection, for each other there. Like yeah. there's a disdain and the insults but it's it's, it's good it we can pretty much say whatever we want about it each other really and it's well. fine yeah. uh, and do you had because I felt like you had a disdain not just for the Geordie but for YouTubers uh, as a whole no it was the kind weird. of YouTuber you thought I was basically yeah. just you m- thought it was a fan channel guy didn't you I, I don't think you realised where I wanted to take it at that point yeah obviously not it was first time meeting us but yeah I was sort of churning out that sort of rant content all I, the time I have a real problem for people who say um my well, my opinion is my opinion, and you know I'll say it, and you're sort of like, yeah, but really you're just wasting your own time and everyone else's time. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Your opinion, yeah, the same with mine probably. It, like, mm, yeah. do I really? Give but a you're, shit? you're you're coming from a documentary director, filmmaker background, and I'm coming from a bloke who's accidentally in YouTube, so it was always going to be uh, no. But I, I and I'm and I'm not ashamed to admit I mistook what you were trying to achieve, but, but, but then general, at the same time what you were doing wasn't. 
you know it wasn't what I was capable of no. but I was just starting out I was obviously fighting my feet but I think in general what I mean is with that kind of content uh, fans talking into the camera you want to see YouTube become more than that and I think that was just your general that's and I do as well but you, di- you didn't know that about us at the time but that's your general frustration with that kind of content yeah. it could it be still better. exists yeah it? it wasn't Lodzcast material to start with what, what does Lodzcast stand for uh, it was originally meant to be like podcast, but then one of my school friends was like, "Oh, you should do a Lozcast," and I was like, "Oh, that's actually a really good name." Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Are you going to keep like your handles? Lozcast? If we ever do a, like a merchant Gervais separation, no doubt that'll become the Lozcast podcast. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I've noticed as well? By the way, and it's actually trickled onto our videos. To the two ITs. Oh, the uh, Lawrence is the type of guy. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, Jesus! Those my is... favorite I've ever seen was sent uh, was today um, was. Lawrence is the type of guy uh, to play dead when Geordie gets jumped <laughs> and I don't know why that was one of the few I've actually like most of them are shit but I genuinely thought that was hilarious because the mental image of you like yeah <laughs> so I think, not only that but you getting jumped and me just going oh, me getting the fucking bottle like, on the head yeah I think uh, Jason pointed out one for me on our video that was like you've seen this Lawrence is the type of guy stuff that's over it was something like Lawrence is the type of guy that asks her if it's sore when he puts it in <laughs> I mean um, what that, when I've noticed that this podcast is getting bigger because what comments are all over all people's man. videos. But when, you have when a I, I noticed when it, got, when it got really big was when people were sending me screenshots mm. of um, the uh, McGregor Mayweather uh, press conference live stream on the UFC website, and loads of like True Geordie podcast uh, comments were on. I was like, "All right, finally, yeah. some recognition." Finally, yeah. So, you know, they, they, Everyone at UFC is going, awards. Lawrence. What's this what, shit logo? Yeah. So, have you got um, uh, like long-term aspirations of uh, you want to go off in your own direction, make your own thing, or you know, is there anything that sort of is, there's a dream at the end of this for you? Glad you asked, actually, because it's uh, I've been given permission to kind of talk about a couple of a couple of side things. Great. Um, so, politics and, and discussing politics is definitely a passion of mine. But mm. uh, aside from that, I, I dabble in acting as well. Um, and I, I've been working with, I don't know if you've all seen the cult classic Boondog Saints mm-hmm. back in 1999. So became really good friends with Troy Duffy, who was the director of that. Um, really interesting guy. And we bonded quite a lot. And I'm going to be involved in the, the, the TV show that's going to be coming to uh, screens near you as of, I think, uh, it's going to be looking into towards 2018, filming through wow. the end of tw- uh, 2017. So both in a... In, in a hosting point of view and just working with them uh, on the show in general so that is definitely it's always been a passion of mine mm-hmm. um, and it's just something that I've when you're in Los Angeles you're just you're surrounded by it um, and I've I, God, I, I can I, only imagine how many actors and things there's there. millions I mean I suppose every waitress and uh, waiter and absolutely. everyone working in a regular job they're all part time actors as well people everywhere failed, really failed models and all that good looking people surrounded in LA and people think that's a misconception but you go to LA and you'll see it is so, it is it is the general standard of looking women out there higher it's it's frightening it's hard to, I mean my girlfriend might watch it but it's just hard to Keep I can imagine how, how imagine how people are there find it hard to be uh, in a relationship but yeah. it just I mean you find the one you right find it uh, yeah you find the you find one and then the, you don't and you look find back. the green card and that's yeah. it it's done from that uh, but yeah that's that's what the first thing that came to my head and I can't even lie is I was like Bet you all the lasses get um, the fat injected into their bums over there and have like really big asses oh, and that. Geez. Sure, that's genuinely the first thing that no, came to your mind. Uh, yeah, a couple other things first. Uh, bet you'd love to inject a few arse. Oh, 
to, I mean, no, but I just thought that because, like, and another thing is, um, you know, American women generally. Do you like American women? Uh, I feel like should we not go equi- down this? I feel like they'd be more equipped to handle that. I've I've been cautious about talking you know? about it. Yeah. Oh, you have? Fair enough. Nah. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, By yeah. me, Lawrence is the type of guy to caution you. No. <laughs> But you, you would love to there go to LA. A woman on, I remember oh. that, actually there was a woman on TYT. Um, who was like, I love it when they talk one. about the left. Oh, fuck it, I'm going for it. Had absolute massive tits. Like, oh my like, god! Do you know who I mean? Straight away, I don't know. Anyway, it would be terrible if he went. Oh yeah. No, but there was yeah. yeah. She, I think she was like Latina. Or something. Mm. Oh, she was a very good-looking woman. Yeah. I was just thinking, yeah, get me on that panel. <laughs> But I mean, well, the, no, there was like other people sat next to her, I don't mean. There wasn't a panel. There wasn't a panel. There was a panel of breasts. But if that would I mean, imagine that. Yeah. Would you love a panel of breasts? Yeah. <laughs> would you? I, I, I've said to Joel Day off camera that both of you need to come to LA. I think there would be uh, an American tour for both of you guys. Would I'd be love to set up like uh, yeah, a podcast tour where we can go. I'd, I'd like maybe get Jeng on. Jeng would love like it. Jeng, yeah. Jimmy Comrade. Yeah. That's sure. Boogie. Boogie 298. Oh, we can go to him. Keemstar. Uh, we got, uh, he wants to come on as well. He's the drama alert guy. That's the drama alert. Yeah, it's a great He's offered to come on. Oh, great guy. Yeah, yeah. Has he been in America? He's pissed, pissed a lot yeah. of people off, but I kind of like him for some reason. He's got a niche and he works it. He's one of those people where you think with the business he works in, he's going to piss some people off. I think Beam, you know, the KC company, they've sort of made their own... They've they've made their ah. own uh, news YouTube news sort of show or something, and, and he came out and just was like, "Yeah, fucking good luck with that, you cunts or something like that." Um, I'm a little bit got uh, that niche market sorted. Well, you know what? There there are quite a few people who do like so. Phil DeFranco owns that space pretty much. Mm. He does it. He does. He does have quite no, a. I, I mean, I he has a lot of views. I don't mind. Uh, Why? I don't want to start like a, a, no, no, a I, YouTube I, deb- like a YouTube. Uh, by both of them is it the United Because politics what, why does is? Phil DeFranco get so many views I just want to know I don't know he's been, I, he's been there, he's been be there for a while like, him yeah. and Jenk have a little banter back and forth because they both kind of came around the same time I, is there a I little know, bit of rutting lot, there like two I, stags I, I, essentially I think that uh, Phil DeFranco has he's you know that whole like oh free speech I can say whatever I want I, he's yeah. given a lot of validity to that and I think that he like he is scared of his own opinion in a way a that he wants to just embrace like both sides without like someone spews spru- he's hate. careful he's careful in a he's way. extreme and I, and I, see I, through I, it. I heard him on the Joe Rogan podcast and um, was he on Joe Rogan yeah but wow. he was careful like everything that he says was very thought through like me personally I just shoot from the fucking hip I'm straight from the heart mm-hmm. whatever I think I'm, I'm, it's coming out of my mouth as I'm fucking thinking it and that's not necessarily a good thing but I think if you're a decent bloke you can sort of get away with that and I am on, I'm an Ari guy but with him I, it, it does concern us when I'm listening to his opinion because I'm like you're taking too long to get what you're saying that's what yeah, you're filtering yourself too much you kid just get it out yeah but yeah. you yeah. I just want him to say I feel like I see his opinion because he has had opinions in the past and I think that uh, like very bold and strong opinions yeah. and I feel like he's very intelligent and he knows he's, I think he's, a, he's I think very he intelligent sees, I think he sees way. through like especially because he's defending the like he defends free speech to his last breath right fine uh, no no problem but then there's the, the you start to bother across the hate speech which I people are like ah oh, there's no such thing like when Milo says certain things that I think needs to be ripped apart and he's like yeah, but we got to understand that this is, we don't want to go down there. No, just call him a, a racist piece of shit for what he says. And uh, if people are going to come attack you for that, then then they can start to debate you. Because I have opinions on, uh, also on what Some people want to play you. both sides because they want to be, because the, the big money is to be liked by everyone. Oh, yeah. and, and I'm sure he's very... fucking aware of that. 
So, but don't, I'm not saying he's not a good guy or whatever. He's a he's a smart dude, but yeah, I just want him to be a bit more open. I don't watch all his videos. But I do watch some of his videos. I especially watch his. He's quite good at YouTube drama stuff. Do you know? Like he's kind of summarised a lot of those on. Sort of things. There's no fucking yeah, yeah. Like um, what did you think about Milo not being on Twitter anymore? Were you were you happy about no, that? I think he should have been. Who's that kid? Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos. Blondie. Yeah. The really the very vocal. Is it English, right? He is English. I mean, at least uh, he affects an accent if he isn't. Yeah, he's got a similar accent to you, I think, Lawrence. Yeah, there's a few people on the right that I'm very similar to. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, people, so people call Lawrence the, the, sort the of left-wing like, Paul Joseph Watson. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Which like I find anti- really insulting. Anti- I mean, Watson. I've been called... Uh, someone did Can post- I call you McKenna? As if I'm like, I don't know. McKenna. No. Why don't you use... What you're well, bought, McKenna? Why don't we call me uh, Lawrence Joseph McKenna? Uh. As, you look like this type of guy that would have a, a middle name that you'd want to be. You've got a middle name, obviously. I don't want that. Yeah, but let's not talk about that. What is your middle name? <laughs> is that a very is that a very posh middle name? No, no, it's just it's sentimental, so I don't want to talk. All about right. It. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, just just a little um, interjection there. Uh, earlier, uh, we had uh, Chris Eubank on, and uh, he was spraying some cologne on. Oh, him. that was quite funny. And, and, and we weren't rolling, unfortunately, because it was a fucking great moment. And Lawrence goes, oh, "You smell fantastic. What, what's that you wearing?" He's like. I'd rather not say it. <laughs> I'm not joking. That, but it wasn't only that. It's that he... It wasn't even that... It wasn't an instant I'd rather not say. He went... I'd rather not say. And it was like he really considered whether what the value of him telling me the fragrance and, and, and was. I'm, I'm going through his thought process and all I can think is if this fucking peasant's rocking my cologne it's going to lose all its sort of influence. <laughs> Most people... I mean. do you, do, how many people tell you you smell good? Uh... I mean, I'm not bigging myself up, but women tend to think I smell good because I've got this um, manly smell to us. Yeah, I felt that when I embraced you. Mm. Say. Apparently, I've got a manly smell to us, which um, hopefully that doesn't disappoint the, the viewers. Sort of uh, a must. I, I don't wear aftershave very often. Mm. No. <laughs> I love how you like, <laughs> I know, fine, well, you don't need <laughs> Sometimes, if I've got like a you know a night out coming or whatever, I might mm. throw a bit of the old spice. Bit sure. Mm. Not actually. What's your go to? What's your go to fragrance? I was going to say. Uh, I don't. I don't that. remember. I've got like a few in the house that people have bought as a Christmases, and I'll just be like, I go on and like that. that. I don't take myself about. seriously in that sense. Yeah, I it, can't. I'm trying to think of a fragrance for you. It's amazing how you can tell, especially in the UK, you can, you can tell the type of person from sorry, a fragrance, right? Yeah, like yeah. It would, it, if you're wearing like Paco Rabanne Million, you're either like a 16 year old going to your first club, yeah. or you're just. I actually quite like it. So you're just you, you found a, a niche smell. Who, who's my like. best smelling guest you've smelt so far of interest? It's a good question. The one guy I remember who I who I thought. Um, oh, that does like, You smell quite masculine. You smell quite Scottish. I, I do. Haggis and kilt. Yeah, I I'd say um, the one who comes to mind. I remember because I I don't really pay attention, but I was like, that's quite a strong um, smell, but a nice smell. Theo, like he chat. <laughs> He loves taking the piss. Um, <laughs> he didn't shit himself. He's a piss. I'd actually say KSI had a good aftershave on. KSI smelled. Yeah. I remember thinking, all right, this cunt's got money. He spent a good Spen- wedge on oh, this. Was, we both know what he was wearing. He was wearing sandalwood, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah. How do you, you pay attention to this stuff? Like, uh, you got a great. That's you can so tell he's got a long-term girlfriend that he's buying stuff for because you pay attention. Women take an interest, and therefore, then you take an interest. Someone said the other day, uh, "Oh, I hate buying uh, jewelry for my girlfriend." I was like. That's a bit weird. Like, I actually really, 
Lawrence says, "Have got to enjoy buying jewelry for his girlfriend." <laughs> I was like, "You're just giving the audience." Don't finish that sentence. You're just giving the audience an answer. But why? Actually, but why actually do enjoy is like the side of being like, "Oh, well, what will she like?" So when the you know money I mean? comes out the bank account, I don't enjoy it. Mate, yeah, I don't, I don't, mate, you've just got to go two ways. I don't enjoy buying jewelry for my girlfriend. I don't, don't, yeah, I don't enjoy, enjoy gifting. The... Oh no, I enjoy gifting. You probably enjoy the return of the gift. Oh, yeah. no, I enjoy gifting. Right, okay, the I know what you're implying. Yeah, I was just enjoying it. Like she likes buying me clothes back. Yeah, old spice. <laughs> but uh, no, I, 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 I enjoy gifting her. Yeah, that's <laughs> you just gave them a full plethora of Lawrence is the type of guy. What stuff. I love is you probably gift your you gift necklaces uh, like wrapped around your penis or something, yeah, and you're yeah. like, this is your pop pop popcorn with the cock poke. If you want this, you gotta suck it off. Geordie's the type of guy to make a girl suck a necklace off his penis if she oh, wants Jesus. it. Um, other good smelling people. So shove, you... shove a ring in me arse, crack the Lick it out, bitch. I genuinely thought you were going to shove a ring up your arse. No, um, no. Just... What about... Not again. You couldn't, yeah. It's too tight. Um, so you... <laughs> oh, fuck off, man. Chris, you... Like, for fuck's sake, man. Chris, Chris has to take it too far. There's Chris... <laughs> we're in, we're That's office, so far. We're in, a, we're in an office right now that we've been allowed to use for this, and now he's talking about how... You know how refreshing it is to be able to hear this this, this back and forth from just... It's, it's, it's almost barred at TYT to be this is it? in depth. No, not barred. You're just, pretty good. Though, I, I've never asked Jenk about his ass crack or but, whether he could fit a really? ring in it or not. It's, what le- about it's left his banter, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, it so... so <laughs> he went, I've never asked Jenk about his I, ass crack. No, I, I've about heard that. very clearly. Um, I was just trying to ignore it. What about... Uh, so, Chrissy Banks smelled good. Do you know... How would you describe Spencer? What would you describe Spencer smell Spencer's like? Spencer's He's sort of middle-of-the-road man sort of type, like... Uh, you know, uh, not great but not bad either. Spencer I, smells and they were clean. He smells exactly. of um, yeah, uh, you've hit the very on clean. The head. You wouldn't really pay attention to it, but you wouldn't be like, oh, he smells funny. You can right? tell he's had his clothes washed and ironed. Do you know what I mean? Well, I feel Alex, like I'm being, Alex I'm, looks after him. I feel like I'm being yeah. unfairly uh, judged then because if you told me there's going to be a smelling off, like I would have, I would have like. Yeah. He's coming from he's most of these trying. guys are coming from London. Sure. I'm coming. coming from Scotland. You sure. come with a sense of alcohol and mm-hmm. pessimism. So Gen- it's just like you, genuinely. It's hard, you need to have a little bit to, to, to freshen it up. What would you? I mean, there's Harrods just across the street. Why don't you? <laughs> Could have popped in. If you would have told me I was going to be rated on my smells. Nip out. I'm yeah. trying to think of whoever else smells good. Jimmy Conrad just smelled like a footballer. Yeah. Joe Weller. What does Joe Weller smell like? I mean, in the last one, it was. In the last one, it was. It was just sweat pissing out of all of us. Was it hot? It was. We, we were in the, so the old studio, which yeah. is. Uh, a nightmare. I'm trying to think of what we've had. I cancelled on them this morning. Nice. On, the way, on the train, I was like, I'm, I'm ill. Sorry I don't think he cares. I mean, I don't think he'll be aware. He's, I don't think he watches. He lives in the honest. 1900s in his mind. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just an old man who. He's a little old yeah, man no. who comes out of the next way, and he's he's Russian. Every nice. time, every day, we go, go there. We'll get some McDonald's in between the two. I, I give him a fiver extra after everything, and he always looks at us like I've just literally saved his life with that fiver. <laughs> it's almost like. He's in the sea and I'm hanging off the Titanic and he needs to grab onto something and I just give him the yeah. fiver just to, and he and literally he's that grateful for it as if I've pulled him up with that fiver. Do you go ah like literally and then he gives us this handshake afterwards he's like bam. <laughs> it's true. But uh, he does, doesn't he? Though Con's not in any way. Con's Russian as well, so he knows. You used to have a real bond. I feel yeah. he he just yeah big yeah, man he gets you. He, he he loves the whole yeah. I, I, feel like you'd be, I feel like you would be very well embraced in Russia, though. Well, hopefully, I'm gonna. I'm, I mean, for the World Cup, especially. Yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah, we're gonna. Be you doing any bear wrestling? Uh, not bear wrestling, no. 
Uh, I think I'd pay he'll to do see some it. commentary on bear wrestling. Oh, interesting. And then he'll go and They're give them advice after that. I used bear. to have the nickname with me pals, the bear. Really? Yeah, I don't know how. The grizzly bear, but then I sort of phased that out when I realised it was a nickname for um, certain I... kinds of men in the gay community. Because <laughs> um, I just didn't think that sort of fit with the image. <laughs> I'll be honest, I knew exactly what that was going for then. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, they obviously didn't weren't aware of it either. <laughs> while they were going to the gay clubs. <laughs> Meeting my friend, the, the bear, and everyone's going, Hey, yo, here comes the bear, guys. <laughs> yeah, so, didn't really uh, work, did it? Yeah. Uh, but but I still like that nickname. I well, still love mate, you're, you're actually you're just as big in person, like, the, yeah, because I mean, you see you on camera, and it's <laughs> big bear, top half, but you're a big guy. I mean, what height are you again? You're six, oh, six, three, or something, six, six four, six, yeah, because I'm four, I think. And you're yeah. a little taller than I thought as well. Mm. I mean, yeah. I'm six, one, and I yeah. was like, you're the thing about Lawrence is because he's, off, he's yeah. next to me all the time, people don't realize he's a fucking right, lanky bastard, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, I'm built, yeah, you're built, strong and sturdy, wiry, yeah. 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 True. You slowly phased the name out, is what oh, I like. Bear. Yeah. So if anyone, if anyone called you early on, you were like the bear. You're like, yeah, the bear. Was, the bear. And then every time he just wouldn't acknowledge just, it. Yeah. To be honest, women, it women kind of liked it though back in the day because it was like, you know. Um, they thought you were their, their gay bear. best friend. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I, I, all of a sudden, because I'm sitting where uh, Chris was, I'm sort of chilling on one. Well, I cool for this? Well, well uh, I think Rudyard Kipling said the it. pleasure was all this. Um, I I got to say I did actually really enjoy having Chris Eubank because he he's shades of sort of a guest like Nick Garris. Yeah. He's he's got a lot of wisdom. I, I I wanted to ask him a lot more questions, but unfortunately he's got this way to do with his son and all that. But um, she's understandable. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a big name for us. Like you know, I mean, yeah, it was a shit name to follow up for me. It was like yeah, we're gonna have this might Chris be, Eubank in. This might be my best combination then, day of guests. Oh, do you know what I mean? I just, I think Start with you, Variety, spice of life. Yeah. yeah. If Chris was here, I'm sure he'd have a, a good quote for that. <laughs> uh, Rudyard, if Rudyard <laughs> Kipling was here, that's how you would start with. Great cakes. Oh, it's, um, lovely, but I, man. No, but when I heard, when you, we were obviously talking before, and I was like, great. Like, great it's, I mean, it's it's amazing, like, because I don't think we've we've talked about this part on camera, is like, you, we were messaging way back. How many years ago when you first sent your I'd message to TYT when you yeah. were first? You would start doing your videos, and it's just to see that that growth. And mm. it's uh, YouTube's a hard grind, man. Like trying to to, to especially get a, a plot or a show up, but to just stay true to your personality to go. It's a, it's good to see how I, far. I, I think it's it's because it depends on which way you kind of come at YouTube. So. I'm starting to be more aware of how other people. I mean, if you, if you're not lucky enough to have a, a friend who's a big YouTuber, and you have to, which sort you were, and you have to sort of, <laughs> you're such, and you have to sort of look at this as an honest way of how am I going to do this? Most yeah. people either go, all right, I'm going to aim for a viral video, get a fuck ton of subscribers, and then work out what to do after that. Yeah. Yeah, no one else's plan was I'm going to have a go at Nile Ranger. Do you know what I mean? No one wrote that but, ever. But but the point is, in doing these kind of videos. Like the football hangover, it's not going to go viral. It's a twenty-minute video of, of content, which I'm trying to give someone a quality video. Um, a podcast, same deal. So my thing is to be try and build an audience off the back of like actually good content and hope that people want to stick around. It, the problem with that is it's trying to get them to find you in the first place because the viral videos. That's the the great bit about that is it opens so many doors for you. Uh, but I feel like. That's kind of what you've been doing on TYT as well. So me and you have like a sort of similar sort of journey. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I have huge respect for you, your personality-driven content with information and a sense of entertainment. I don't think you can get in a lot of other places. And I, I mean, I've seen 
I, I, to be honest, I don't watch as much YouTube as what people will assume when you're on YouTube. I watch your videos quite a lot, and I, and I watch other um, kind of political opinions to gauge. I actually do watch, and sometimes I watch Infowars just for a laugh. Like, yeah. there's no doubt. You, get, you do get lost in Infowars. No, like, you, you go there, you can... In a, in a, you're just in a tunnel. It's amazing. Don't... When you're on YouTube, though, you can't watch that much YouTube because you're too busy making them. Yeah, of course. Like, so many of my mates, uh, it's very rare I can watch all my mates' videos. I try and just catch what I can... Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people do spring quite high their fame by capitalising on the fact that they've got maybe friends that are involved in that crew and all of a sudden there's a lot of like a 15... I'm just saying like... I don't Never know, heard of that. A lot of people getting uh, doing similar videos to each other and then moving forward and you haven't really shied away from what you started doing. Like the Nile... Uh, Granger video is the same as what you were just going to rant about let your sister suck dick you know what I mean it's a similar mm. similar yeah. like format Genuinely. as to what your your point of view is and I feel like I've had a lot of opportunities on TYT to maybe take an easy uh, uh, an easy topic and just kind of look to try and capitalise off it but it's not truly me mm. um, and it, and I just it's a harder process because you don't you don't get to that quick fame as, as much as you want to and sometimes you're doing videos weekly that don't get anywhere near as much views but it just I think I just hope that at some point it resonates with some people so my main platform for doing a lot of my own pers personality driven videos have been Facebook and thankfully more recent I think in the last five six months that's when I've started to have it's good on a Twitter. lot more yeah Twitter as well I definitely think it, it, it's a platform but one of the like the bigger hits like I do a lot of videos on uh Colin Kaepernick, you know yeah. Colin Kaepernick, the the quarterback took a knee. Uh, Where is he now? He's actually funny story. I'm actually going to New York on Monday to be on a radio show with his uh, girlfriend because he's kind of shied away a little bit from the media until things get resolved. We don't know what's going on, but he's watched and shared a bunch of my videos. So it's cool to see someone of that stature who's, I think, a, a very he's going to be a monumental figure. I think when you look at history, and people don't want to admit that because he wasn't as good of a like an athlete as Muhammad Ali. But his impact is on that same Huge. level. Um, so I've specialised in trying to shine the hypocrisy on people criticising him. And to see him be involved and shares an odd like on my Instagram, I'm like, that's Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. And it's it's uh, that kind of thing. It hits home that you, you sometimes your videos do make a difference. Mm. And you're going to get a lot of hate, especially when you're in politics and points of view that are going to have difference of opinions. But when you're making an impact to maybe someone that is so, you think, so far away from you, like so outside of your spectrum... Uh, that encourages you to keep going and encourages you to do more videos that you think are personality driven that really come from the heart because you can tell when videos are falsified and you can tell when people are just doing it to try and get a quick reaction but I don't remember the I don't remember ever watching one of your guys' video and thinking they're making that shit up like yeah. that, that's just to try and get a reaction I think the audience sees that and I think they see that that's, that's why it stays true it's hard to fake Do anything for fucking hours like when you're doing like four hours of content it's not what you told me oh right I mean <laughs> Ironically, that's the name of his nemesis, uh, Relentless. Relentless, yeah. Uh, in the comments. Um, <laughs> does, he, does he pop up now again? No, no, no oh, he genuinely does, um, yeah. Apparently, he gets a lot of hate now, though, you know, sadly. You know that when you go back to Scotland, and that, as you have done recently, and uh, you see your family or yeah, whatever. Yeah. What do they think of you? No, like, oh. you're living this big city life now in LA, yeah. and it... it like you've literally gone from one uh, probably the most or almost as extreme as it gets in terms of living situations on planet earth yeah uh, you have a similar thing 
I mean, not quite the same, though. No, I've but always you've noticed that. Sort yeah. of, you, I, I, I've you've definitely gone like... from one extreme to another, but you've gone from fucking... Because Scotland, when I was... I mean, I've lived in Scotland when I've been working up there and places like Aberdeen, you know, there's not a lot going on, do you know what I mean? And you've literally gone from a post box in a pub to LA, do you know what I mean? I've, I've always... I've always assimilated Scotland with a sense of Newcastle as well as I feel yeah. like I think that Maggie Thatcher's really driven home how much like we just are not cared about in a way it's yeah. like and it's in a way like there's that false rivalry between England and Scotland some people it's very it's true weird. I've got when, a lot of good English when friends, I was in but, Scotland I always got a free ride from yeah, the yeah absolutely because but I feel like people just like, we assimilate with new people for the Geordies because like, we, we both get our milk yeah. stolen so yeah. we'll both just fucking unite and have it's parties true. when Maggie dies um, but I feel like where I grew up I mean I'm not going to say it was glorious. I grew up in an area when I was younger that was very rough in in Scotland, but my family were unbelievable and always pushed me to to try and at least keep away from that that lifestyle and really be focused on what I wanted to do. And I played football a lot, which gave me a lot of opportunities, and so did my brother. Um, so yeah, there 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 is undoubtedly like 99.9% of the reason why I was able to at least go on and expect to do something when people talk to me about moving from one extreme to another I, I find it hard sometimes to like accept any sort of praise it's almost like you came from nothing and now you're that guy because I in my head I've got so many other things that I want to achieve and I feel like I'm just barely even scratching the surface mm-hmm. I'm barely even but moving and, I start, and able to stay in the United States and live in one of the greatest countries uh, the greatest country in my opinion in the world but really a lot of flaws in it but in an amazing city is sometimes I need to take a moment to just really embrace it um, and then when I come back to Glasgow the biggest difference I see between the two cultures is just attitude um, and I think there's a lot of people in Glasgow that that feel like this is just the way it has to be like it's a very especially where I grew up it's an industrial town and it's not like saying that that's wrong like people want to grow up and go and be uh, uh, hard working uh, like engineers painters and stuff like that that's fantastic like that's if you want to do that pursue that's your cool. passion yeah. I tried it and I, I I was horrible at it and I hated my life for what it was was in that moment I had a great upbringing my family were amazing so they kind of went well if you don't want to do it go and find out what you want to do and I'm still trying to find out what I want to do but I felt like I could and I don't think a lot of people in Scotland yeah. either they can't because it's, some people are in a lot worse off uh, economic situations or they just don't believe that they can. Um, uh, that came to my head the, the other day, actually, um, is having a supportive uh, family or, or, or at least one person can make so much of a difference because mm-hmm. I know other people in my circle of friends who whose their family gave them very low ceilings of what you can expect out of life and yeah. they were taught from day one or the best you can expect is... Um, to get a good, um, you know, solid trade behind you. Absolutely. Which is, I was told that as well. It's yeah. actually worked out really well for the lads as it happened. But I, but I always wondered, what if he'd been told sky's the limit? Like, where would he have... Maybe he would have Put still ended up... Maybe he would have still ended up where he's ended up. But what I'm saying is, uh, to encourage uh, kids to follow their dreams, I think, providing it's not a silly dream and they have passion and they have talent in that area or, or they've got something about them, is a great thing to do like and I, obviously it's worked out fucking great for you well I, I think that one I've got a question I want to ask for you especially I know this is your podcast asking me questions but I'm just interested um, first before that that's absolutely true and I think that uh, teachers have a great role to play in that I think and that's why in America yeah. they've got a lot of flaws one thing I give them a lot of credit for is that they embrace uh 
a lot of the time, most of the time, they embrace uh, um, uh, goals and uh, and dreams of that the American to, dream. That people eh? will laugh at. Like when I tell people that I want to pursue acting, and then I I make comments like, "No, I really want to pursue it and go to look for potential Oscar success or whatever." Like, you stupid! Like you're going to be that person. Like, and my always question is, is why not? Like when those people are pursuing it, they're constantly doubted. Like if you feel like you have that passion and you study and you put the hard work uh, in behind it, there's nothing you really you can give it a shot at least. But I feel like it's so much easier for to rip a house apart than it is to build it. So I think that in Scotland, rip. a lot of, we'll rip it apart. I think that people in, uh, where I grew up a lot of the time is there was so many people that supported me, but there was always those that were like, "What's he doing that for?" Like yeah, you yeah. could just go and get a trade behind them and then all of a sudden like your life is fine that way because they almost feel like it's easier to, to tear down other people's dreams than it is to try and think about maybe achieving theirs yeah. um, and that's why I wanted to ask you like in Newcastle you in a very similar point of view like you were a, a diver right beforehand so what does that like the in Newcastle in general because I'm sure you've noticed a lot more how do people perceive you from going to two different extremes in, in your job like is it almost embraced or do you think that people are Envious, or they're just surprised. Like, is it? I get noticed a little bit more so. People have a, a sense of envy when I talk to them. But there's, again, there's a lot of people that came out that I've known all my life that are like, "That's amazing what you did. You've given me inspiration to go and maybe do something different and, and try to pursue something else." Uh, I'm going to quote a famous boxer who we recently had on the podcast here, who said, um, "What did it go like again?" Um, crickets. Uh, are quiet whenever they come near you or something like that yeah and that was actually a son and people are like crickets now anyway uh, uh, to be honest when people meet me I try and treat whether someone is uh, a millionaire or whether they're the taxi man I'm having a big crack with before I get on the train uh, I treat everyone the same and, and I think that usually stands me in really good stead uh, because people have this sort of opinion of, oh, well, he's just a normal bloke. Like, anyway, not that I, what I do is particularly uh, special, but uh, some, sometimes people can be like, oh, is, it, is this going to his head? I think some people do have that wonder about you. But, nah, I, I, to, to be honest, the closest thing anyone's ever said to having a pop it is is um, when I got mobbed by a load of Newcastle fans in, in a pub in London once uh, one bloke came up to us and went, you know, it is... Uh, I thought you were a knob, but now I've met you, I'm definitely not going to say that to you or something like that. Um, but he, well, I had a good laugh, and um, uh, like I've never really had any negative feedback at not all. Not to your face. Yeah. But I, then again, I don't really get praised that much either. Most people want to have a conversation. They, people don't tend to talk about what I've done. It's mainly the subscribers who message us a lot and say, I've, lately, in the last sort of two months, I think we've really sort of kicked it. Um, Do you think? No, it, on the podcast, I think we've stepped it up a little bit, and that, and, and the effort is really showing. People are people. They don't know that I spend hours and hours and hours sending all these emails. I've tried to get guests on, but they're saying the podcast come out and know that it's going on, and they're sending. There's a, I'm getting a lot of messages from people being really like encouraging. Yeah. Um. So, but I'm from a place where if you're doing really well for yourself, people. The people I know sort of, 
they kind of don't want you to like the people I know personally. I mean, not the subscribers or anything, but you know what I mean. Like, I think that's. I think do you know what I mean? It's a very similar point of point of view. It's just you're always gonna the people that you're closest to. I think are the ones that you surround yourself with are gonna be supportive and they're gonna want to feel like you are a credit to your upbringing in a way. Like I love when people say you're a credit to your mum and dad. Like that's the best compliment I think I can have. Maybe but there is so. yeah. But there's but when you, uh, you can I can I yeah, just, like it's like. Me do you know like you know your extended friends and family sort of do you know the people who sort of know them yeah do you know that kind of group they're like so your circle's here just outside of that circle are the yeah. people who who think they know you but they yeah. don't really they know you calls in it. i think those people are the ones who probably aren't happy for us at yeah. all because those are the being the people they be the people who when i first started youtube he's like fucking seeing brian he's losing his fucking mind yeah. putting videos yeah. on the internet talking about what he thinks and that but now obviously the things are going good I've probably this. I, I guarantee, I guarantee. There's at least two or three people who said he's fucking gonna fall flat on his face. Who now feel very stupid. Who never said that on my face. But when you drive by in your big BMW, there you yeah, go. you yeah. pulled up there with your gold-plated shoes and you just gave us a big hug. <laughs> Connor fucking Connor, <laughs> Mc, Connor McJordy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> baby, we did it. <laughs> you should get a fuck you suit. Though. You'd look amazing. Uh, mate, did you see you that? Suit, yeah, yeah. We haven't talked about that yet. Oh well, let's get to it. I mean, uh, uh, that's, should we? I think we got to McGregor Mayweather. Yeah. Um, Mayweather all yeah, the I mean, way. You cover all sports, which is what I do really like about TYT Sports. And uh, I mean, I haven't told you this before, but like, it just in terms of generally. As a YouTube personality, who you're talking to the camera? For me, there's a lot of people who make so many different kinds of videos. Yeah, you know, you've got Casey doing these amazing uh, camera angles, and there's other people who play games. But I think just talking to the camera and having an opinion, no cuts, no breaks. I mean, you may throw in the odd jump cut to help with the uh, the editing, whatever. But the odd, Jesus. I, I think it's. The hardest skill on YouTube is just looking into the camera and fucking speaking your mind and still being informative, funny, entertaining, all of that. And I've got you right as one of the best out there, mate, genuinely. I agree. Uh, I think Especially the face. Two hands are on top of the table as well. It's yeah. true, yeah. So I mean, he's got, got his other sausage. I, I, I like what you do on 2IT. Appreciate that, mate. Have you got uh, an opinion about the, about the boxing match? Yeah, uh, I've got several points of view that I have on this, right? My head's telling me... Floyd Mayweather, the best defensive specialist of all time. Um, not going to be hit. Not going to be touched. Going to win on points decision. I'll say it boldly to the camera. If you think that Floyd Mayweather is going to knock out Conor McGregor, you're fucking clueless. Like, you don't... You haven't watched Floyd Mayweather. You're probably the same person that paid £100 to watch Pacquiao and Mayweather and sat there and went, well, they're just dancing around each other. Well, that's exactly what Floyd Mayweather does and I'm not discrediting it. I don't like the guy personally. I actually quite despise him. But he is a fantastic boxer at using his other opponent's weaknesses to his own strength. And yep. that's what he does well. I'm not saying he's not going to hit McGregor, and I'm not saying he's going to not be challenged. I just think that he's not going to knock him out just because the two of them are in two different realms. Now, that's not to discredit boxing and, and think that because he's coming out against someone that he's never fought before, that he's going to be uh, at risk. I think that the big thing that's going to go against uh, Floyd Mayweather is the fearlessness of Conor McGregor. He's right. He's just not afraid of anything. Like Frankie Boyle summed up recently in a in an amazing tweet. He said that there is something so in a way. I think I'm paraphrasing. He says, "You know what's amazing is someone who's taking on who's never boxed before, taking on the best uh, uh, defensive specialist of all time, just because he's a mad cunt." Yeah, that's what it, it, he's just. He's a guy that's got nothing to lose because if he goes past three or four rounds, he's won. Like McGregor wins. But just based on yeah, the, the credit, fact that he's the credibility of yeah. boxing, um, 
I think will take a bit of a knock uh, in terms of that boxing versus MMA debate because obviously MMA contains boxing, boxing doesn't contain jiu-jitsu, wrestling and all the other martial arts and if someone with such, uh, someone who's juggling so many different martial arts can then just isolate and go in straight pound for pound, supposedly one of the greatest ever, uh, very much so. Who's could, arguably not not boxing a while is a little bit past but, but it, it, but still if you took uh, a 40 year old MMA fighter in my opinion who was let's say we put a 28 year old Floyd Mayweather uh, uh, against a 40 year old uh, I don't know even BJ Penn or someone like that who's been past it for years I mean, it would be an easy takedown on the ground, strangled, done, thirty-second job. Do you know what I mean? Um, so if 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 Connor can then go into the boxing ring and and last a good few rounds, even um, and and show a lot of heart and and show that he can even belong in there with him, I think that's, I don't think that's a good thing for boxing, but I think it looks great for Connor and great for MMA. Do yeah. you genuinely think that boxing? Uh, an MMA are comparable in some way or do you consider them to be two completely separate things someone compared them to it's like science versus art and uh, I like that comparison the, the really? street science versus martial art like they are different because boxing is a really limited style but because it's limited and because it's it's been honed over like a hundred years now uh, they've taken it so far but that's the way it seems anyway now we're going to find out just how far ahead of MMA it is because we've got a guy like who is juggling uh, Taekwondo and Muay Thai and all these different martial arts with uh, boxing as well. Mm-hmm. Getting into the, the ring against the Floyd Mayweather, in theory, Floyd Mayweather should be able to dismantle him within the first round. Yeah. So if he doesn't, then how far ahead of MMA is boxing in terms of boxing skills? Because it's the best versus the best. Yeah. So then my next question is, how much of this is just hype? A lot of it. Like what a, percentage? A lo- I mean, at the, uh, everyone's excited about something they've never seen before. So I, I don't think, even if they weren't trash-talking each other and all this, you'd still get an enormous amount of hype around it. But that is a huge element of this fight, yeah, isn't it? Is it, is it? It's much more about what we've not seen before rather just, than... It's two battling superpowers, you know? It's like, yeah. It's, it's just something that we all... In a way, Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather was arguably the fight that everyone wanted to see for years. I wish, I mean, it was seven years in the making and I, I got that sense of excitement just from that. And this, I think, catapults that just mm-hmm. because you're combining two athletes in their own right that have already mastered uh, their field. If you're a McGregor hater, you can't deny that the guy has mastered the sport. Yeah. It's mastered UFC because of what he's said he's going to do and was able to do. So, yeah, there's a lot of hype involved in it. But this is going to, you're going to have... Uh, an end product that is going to satisfy you in certain ways because you're at least going to see two completely different sports test each other. I don't think um, this is like the the Pacquiao fight. No, I, I, no, I don't think I, so either. I, for a start, I think um, I think McGregor is going to turn this into a fight. I think, and and that's what worries us a little bit as a McGregor fan yeah. because um, Floyd it tends to be very fit and very fast, and if Conor does. Gas out! I think Floyd Floyd might finish Connor, but I don't think it'll be because of Floyd being a hard puncher. Mm-hmm. I think yes. if if Connor just goes hell for leather and yeah. finishes himself off, and then he's there for the take, and we might see him see him go. But in a way, 
I'd rather see that than a, than a Pacquiao. I'd rather McGregor go and maybe land one that we get a highlight reel out of where he drops him or whatever and go down swinging than a 12-round... Dancing near each other. What I really don't want is Mayweather to do what he's done in the past, which is rob the public of, of, of money. Which Because the Pacquiao fight, he they got 4.2 million buys for that and for, to say nothing. Yeah. Uh, in the very next fight, uh, which is a lot of people claim that Mayweather's got so much money and he, he's a pay-per-view king. The very next fight after the Mayweather-Pacquiao one, he did 400,000 views, which uh, is probably probably the lowest amount uh, USC would get yeah. like, around about them now. So, like, like McGregor will do 2 million on his own. Uh, it doesn't matter who the fuck he's fighting, a broomstick, do you know what I mean? So... Uh, I think there's a lot more of the finances. Like, yeah. like I, I happen to know for a fact some someone I know booked Floyd Mayweather for an event, and it cost them sixty grand to get Mayweather for an event, and he's claiming he's full of all this money and all that. I'm sorry, but if you're worth hundreds of million, you're not doing now for sixty grand. Yeah, 60 grand. I think a lot of his money. Sixty is, grand, your interest for that day. I, I think a lot of <laughs> Floyd's money has gone up in smoke and this tax thing. Because I remember when he said sixty grand, and this was about two weeks. He told us this before. Uh, you know, you know, I'm yeah, talking yeah. facts here. This is two weeks before the tax yeah. um, thing came out, and I was like, "All right, so it all makes sense now." Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think he's got anywhere near as much money as he claims, and I think he needs this fight financially, which is music to MMA fans' ears. Because if you're getting in there with if Connor and your motivation and your heart isn't in the fight, you know Connor's heart isn't fighting. Yeah. He's fighting because he really wants to. And I thought he made a good point in the trash talking when they were nose to nose, where. Floyd was like, I'll bet you I'll bet you a wage packet on it and goes, Fuck it, I'll bet it. I'm twenty eight. I'll make this again. Yeah. You won't. Yeah. This is your last fucking ride, mate. Yeah. That was so, so embarrassing yeah. as well. Such a, such and a he good had a backpack yeah. on as well. Yeah. I mean there's points there who has a maybe he's got a backpack. Does his, school. Does, is his logo based on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> Do you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 you, yeah. So what's what's he's, slightly he's, annoying I, me on Twitter is I, I put out a tweet in I would not be surprised in the slightest I didn't say it will happen. I said I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if Conor McGregor an out. slips Floyd Mayweather purely because. And I was like, yeah, "You're being emotional." I was like, "It's not prediction. It's just I'm not surprised." Yeah. And someone like you're being emotional. I'm like, "Well, there's a scientific body of evidence to the fucking last twenty fucking fighters he fought. He knocked eighteen of them out or whatever." Yeah. So what? What part of that scientific. is scientific? Yeah, there's an evidence there. Like this is what he does to the people. One, the one thing that I'm not going to get into technical because I frankly don't know it that much about the the technique that Conor McGregor specialises with. But I just know that his striking ability is arguably one of the best in UFC. So that's going to translate over the boxing. Yeah. As far as the question before about what you can take, I mean, it's it's completely different in how mechanically you shape up and train your body. That's my worry for McGregor because we saw what happened when he tried to move up weight. To Nate Diaz, right? He got he got gassed too quick because he tried to adjust his weight, mm. and he didn't. Like I, I, I tap into my brother, who's a sports scientist. Uh, it's Celtic, and shout out to him. But I, I tap into him to try and figure out the, the 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 aspects that translate more so. And he was talking about how he he worked on adding weight, but not being able to move it at the same magnitude that he his mind wanted him to. So yeah, I'm yeah. worried that because as a fan and I want him to do well, how is he going to translate that over to boxing where? He relies a lot on his his leg kicks and everything else to try and uh, like take his opponents down, just to try and work them down to his mm-hmm. level and maybe take advantage of their fatigue. Floyd Mayweather is an expert and his suit is very fit. I know he's getting old a little bit, but he's specialised in his fights in the past at just evading opponents and tiring them out. Go watch. 
I know people are talking about Mayweather's monumental fights in the past or whatever, and ones where he's it's been flashy. But just watch his fight against Canelo Alvarez, and then if you're a McGregor fan, you can be worried just looking at that because Canelo threw everything he had at him, and, and he did. And, he, and he I think air. that's a mistake. He hit air. And I, I just want to say I think that's a mistake. So many people are saying, and I've thought about this, and I've thought about this, and I could be wrong, but I'm just going to go out there, put it on the line, and say. Everyone's saying the Maidana route is the way to go of pressurising yeah. and throwing 100 punches in a round. Um, I think what got Conor to where he is is biding his time and landing the killer blow. Me. And I think going after Mayweather when you're a counter-puncher yourself and doing that is just going to play right into his hands. Yeah. Conor isn't a volume puncher. What I think Conor should base his whole strategy around is waiting for that one shot. And when you land it... Oh, fucking rain down fucking pain look, wait, look what happened in the second Nate Diaz fight how many times did he have yeah. Nate Diaz on the canvas mm-hmm. and people were screaming at him to go for it mm-hmm. and he did the first fight and he gassed himself out because Nate Diaz can take plethora of punches in his face yeah. and not move so in the second fight how many times did you see McGregor stand off when Diaz was on the ground he's like no nope, get back and, up and, and that's another thing um, I mean not that people I just don't want people to think the wrong thing here I completely agree that skill wise this is a massive gulf in skill but occasionally in life when you've got physical attributes that can uh, change the game like the strength the, the the power that he's got the height the reach and all of that and I think the belief that nobody else has ever had a fight with Floyd Mayweather and known for a fact and Floyd Mayweather knows it in a real fight this is a, this is a non-starter of course and no one's ever said at the start of a Floyd Mayweather press conference I'm going to knock him out in five rounds and said it matter of fact yeah. and, and believed it um, so I think that McGregor can can beat them. Uh, there's there's not a doubt in my mind, and the one of the reasons why I was convinced is when I seen them face to face. Something came to me head of like, oh, may like Connor has dropped men much bigger than you, mate. You've got a tiny head, a tiny body. Like I just, even in ten ounce gloves, I I think. And this is a big if, but if he connects it, it's fucking lights out. Like, and I'm not he does even keep saying that, doesn't he? He's got a tiny little head. No, but he, but actually, that, that does that make, make a difference. It hard to hit? Like you want a guy with a more, big giant no, cranium, you know, well, just to be able to hit it. The bigger kind of, you are, the harder you are to take out. Usually, though, that's all. Uh, but uh, the harder you fall. So after the Alvarez fight, he made a point and said, "If you're equal to me or, or, or less than me in size, I'm I'm going to fucking rip your head off." Um, you need attributes. You need to be big. And like, maybe well, that's different because there's a massive skill advantage. But at the same time. So there's a there's a myth here that Floyd Mayweather cannot be hit. I keep hearing it every fucking day, and and I and almost believed it myself because we he, he's great at avoiding punches. But I went back and watched the Berto fight. He's getting gets hit throughout that. All right, he he, he loses a few rounds as well. Uh, he, he wins nine rounds, but he's getting like there was so many times I thought if Connor does that, this is game over. If if that's Connor landing his punches on your temple in, in, in now. Like that, like Bert was just hit you, you're getting knocked out. So I'm gaining in belief that he can do it. Um, I, lo- I love this whole build up to a fight thing well, where, what, he, where you, it's all about gaining in belief. It's, it's fandom, right? Because Wait, uh, he's, a, he's, the, he's yeah. the biggest, this is the biggest Which underdog the, situation no, we've ever course. witnessed, isn't yeah. it? It's Rocky. Um, it was practically like Rocky. Yeah. And, and I think that's what plays into why it's going to be a success regardless of what you, ha- what you see. Because what I've witnessed, right? I was at the Eddie Alvarez fight in New York. Uh, and I've, I was at the Manny Pacquiao Mayweather fight in Vegas, and I'm comparing the sense. Yeah, Bernardo's lucky guy. But anyway, Green that, card. what <laughs> I told you, get yourself, Mrs. America. Uh, when you <laughs> get considering. when you get 
that UFC audience that travels with Conor McGregor, what you get is you get a football fan base, right? And no fighting yeah. sport has ever really seen that to that magnitude, especially in the UFC. And people will argue to the back teeth about this. No, the UFC was huge before McGregor. Don't lie, you're talking shite. McGregor has taken this sport he's to so change, many new game changer. and he's changed it. And Even I, the people I, in the sport, like Frank Mir and who else have we had on the podcast? Dan Hardy. Dan Hardy. Hardy. Both of them said. But yeah, he took the sport to another level. Well, when we interview people, it, I basically carve it into two eras. It's the before Connor and after Connor. He's yeah. fucking Jesus of BC. UFC. Of Do course. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Who's the Old Testament? Anderson Silva. That's <laughs> basically. basically. Yeah. And uh, and I'm in the and I'm in the stadium. Me and Jason are there, and Jason's trying to like contemplate just this magnitude. I'm getting involved in the the chats. There's a lot of Celtic fans there as well, by the way. We're huge fans of McGregor. So I'm just taking in this environment, and I swear to God, if I just was placed there, I would think I would be either at Celtic Park in a Champions League night or at a Manchester United game or whatever, because just felt that that electricity, mm. and I never felt like I felt there was just an overwhelming amount of uh, excitement for Mayweather Pacquiao but not really to see either of the fighters like they're not as yeah. drawn to that personality as the way they are with Conor McGregor Pacquiao's very hard to relate to, to character like, yeah, yeah he is and Mayweather well, maybe also maybe for you well, got, I mean you're slightly different to that guy no but you know what he's not he's not the same sort of outgoing <laughs> fighter as I've just had an image of you like looking at him on the screen like, he's just like me <laughs> he's hard to relate to I'll give him that <laughs> no but like I mean it's just that I think the part it's of the reason criticism. why I'm, I need to watch this fight is, is I'm just. Are you gonna watch? I fucking hate Mayweather, and equally, I, I just watching him get knocked out would be very satisfying. Yeah. You, there's another thing. There's another thing that really plays into it. Mayweather didn't really have to do this unless he really needed the money. Why so, does a 40 year old man come who's out of retirement? Who would say unless, he's a multi millionaire? Unless come out of retirement to do there's, that. There's also rumours that he's so egocentric that he. The, the, he, he has it trademarked the 50 and 0 and he wants to just have that 50 he wants to have that round number maybe he's just do you know that maybe he's do you know that McGregor, even number do you know so McGregor's just trademarked uh, 49 and 1 <laughs> is he really that would be so he funny he is such he is hilarious in that way but uh, also not to make this the atmosphere in this room go pretty uh, down south but I will be there also wow yeah. well we'll see you there You'll be there. Do you, I would love nothing more than both of you guys to be. Can you there. imagine that? That would be phenomenal. Even just to get tickets to Vegas, we could just. Yeah, I'd like to go. To the press. Just to be in Vegas. Be if anybody wants to sponsor night. us to go, you should. You anyone knows anyone? Hashtag True Jordy Safari. I mean, no, but it, oh, it, that's the True old Safari. One. Right. It's, ama- it's amazing how many people we've got in the audience who are um, string pullers. So yeah. um, you you never know, and you I mean you wouldn't get. It's an industry. Content, like, there's going to be so many media outlets there, but it'd be fresh to have like. Just Don't promise that us opinion tickets based. and not deliver though, because that is a. But even if you just, there's one thing: just getting to Vegas on fight night for regardless, like, uh, it's just in a crazy atmosphere. Like uh, Vegas, and have you been to Vegas? Yeah. In general, uh, it's not. It's like Ibiza on steroids. It's just in, in, an incredible atmosphere, and in fight night as well. It's a, it's a crazy place. It's, there's it's, no it's, other place. It's, like that. uh, uh, place I was overwhelmed the first time. It's full of Irish in Vegas. Though. Yeah, it I mean, will. That Sadly, that's the best thing. And, what, and like, I'll lend you my Celtic top. You'll fit right in. You actually look. I've got a Celtic top. You do? I pl- well, I've never seen you wear. Actually, have we had this discussion before? I, I played at behind. Celtic Park and got a. Yeah, you've played at Celtic Park. Yeah, and I haven't. Yeah, how did that work? I mean, uh, I, thanks, I, New Balance. I've helped <laughs> the way it works. You know, told me. I would love to play. That's, that's a dream of mine. Too. One of those charity <laughs> matches to play at Celtic Park. There was one recently. Actually. If you lived in the UK, you probably could. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could. I, I mean, I've you ever played Podrick at Galaxy from or? Game of Thrones is Celtic fan. Yeah, well, so we could sort Smart of. man. Have you ever played at Galaxy or anything like that? Actually, uh, I, I played game. against uh, LA Galaxy Two 
when I had a brief spell out of college playing uh, yeah. professional there, and that was cool. What was that like uh, being in college in America? Was that you played soccer over there? Soccer. Uh, college in America is very much like you see in the movies. Mm-hmm. Like there's no denying it. Uh, the Red Cup parties, uh, the the whole college environment is something that you need to experience. It's hard to describe. And were you the one Scotsman on campus? No, I wasn't. Oh, okay. Our team was very. Our team was uh, had a team lot of internationals. Yeah, we were full of internationals. They hated playing against us. We were the dirtiest bastards in the league. Uh, but that's what our trademark was. Well, was, compared to everyone else in America, yeah, where they're not really the, very dirty the, American. The, the, a lot of the Mexican players on other teams definitely had some dirtiness to them that they would get Ooh, not stuck so in. Not so left anymore, are you? Yeah, well, I'm just Jesus. saying that a lot of build the, the wall the players, by doing yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, that is actually very relevant in football. So, sometimes you do need to build it. Yeah, I mean, literally, uh, yeah, uh, free kicks and yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but our team, we had people from uh, Mexico, people from Guatemala, we had people from uh, New Zealand, Italy, England. We get it. Uh, yeah, very international <laughs> yeah. based. He's got this. He's got this. Is it? Is it? Does it really New come up? New Zealand. Yeah, no, it, it England. does. Yeah, it resonates. I don't just talk for no reason, Franny. I was going to say you've got the you've got the podcast posture though. I, I like, do that now because I, I have to stop myself from doing it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's Otherwise very handy. Handy. So you're playing football. You were you a bit of a? Would you describe yourself? What kind of American college? Were you a boy defender? Uh, I was before I went to America. So, yeah. I went into the middle of the park. Yeah, okay, I, I, they, that yeah. always happens when you go to America. They always move you on more, forward. Yeah, a lot more yeah. fun. And then by my senior year, I had uh, broken our, our school's scoring record by the uh, really? for one season. Yeah, by the time I went to see because it just you know, allowed a lot more freedom, Makes and sense. I could go forward and play a lot more. So what the fuck uh, are you doing, man? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> you're the, the biggest. I cannot. Ever. Like the thing is, every week I try my best, and I've got to talk about this now to ignore Con <laughs> behind the camera because he's always he's got at his ankles. Sometimes I look at him and he's just like, you know what I mean? Um, so just get a video of him. He's just trying to like fill his bag while fucking on with his laptop and, you know, feed himself with one of his toes. I don't know. I feel like and, this is the sort of thing Lawrence would post on his Instagram though. Yeah. Because well, we'll, he doesn't we'll, want we'll to post. We'll just put that in the podcast. We'll, um, but anyway. It's all right, Connor. Saying uh, we'll just leave that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So you were a defender. You moved into the midfield. Yeah, did yeah. you? Did, no, he, I want to know more about the parties and shit though. What? Yeah. The real interest. Yeah, what kind of person was I? getting onto the good fucking bits. All right. You get onto it then. Fucking scene. So was it like Coach Carter? Uh, <laughs> so no, it's I, I, the parties afterwards when you win games are incredible. Uh, I was lucky enough that during our, my four years there, uh, a lot of the other teams aside from the senior year, where the water polo team got really good, we were the best like sports team mm-hmm. uh, on campus. So the, the parties were like incredible. Yeah, it was incredible. My oh. girlfriend hated it my senior year because yeah. they were all chanting. I always assumed that you'd end wet. up with one of the cheerleaders. No, she wasn't cheerleader. She was actually a soccer player. Soccer player, yeah. So she, she gets was, it. Mm. Yeah, she gets. She knows it, and she understands. And uh, my like my need to wake up at crazy o'clock to watch Celtic games and stuff. Does she watch with you? No, no, no I can't get her up. To I watch mean, that's it. expecting a bit much. She's already getting like, a green card, mate. Yeah, yeah. can't be asked to do that. But she is a Celtic fan, though, and she is embraced. Would you be going Celtic mentality? You could make it a white and green card. Come on, she's like. I'm already getting you a green card. Fuck off. It's 3 a.m. <laughs> what time do you have to wake up? Does Celtic ever so, play at 12? I get yeah, that. Yeah, they do. Celtic get to choose when they play, really. They sort of go, can we play at 5? And the yeah. SPL, yeah, yeah, sure. sure. You want, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, Whatever you want, Brendan. You're a breath of fresh air. Early, early time I've woken up has been like 4 five in the morning uh, Champions League games are great because I watch them at 11 11.30 in Which the afternoon yeah. phenomenal we, we've got quite out. a few American I, lads actually watching us uh, who they say wake like, up they're crazy o'clock. In they should do good lads Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean it's good to watch those six games uh, at 11 but we will move on to the group stages this year I firmly believe that if we hold on to our players but that's for another topic about Celtic but the parties the parties insane well, the parties the parties are insane and uh, we had a, a house my senior year 
that we gamma the, kappa alpha yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's insane is that what they're like that's yeah. what they're, they're the, the fraternities and stuff like that we like never had school, a fraternity old, i don't i'm not school. a big fan of fraternities yeah i mean this yeah. why not don't. Yeah, it's that it's culture. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awful, and the paddles and stuff like that. And yeah, fucking people spanking each other. He had enough of that at home. Stuff, so, don't need any more of it. I so like the, the idea though when I watched um, Van Wilder, where you had that one girl who was always like, uh, "Is there anything I can do to help you?" And then he was just about to go for an exam, exam. and he was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and next thing you know, she's bent on the table, and he's like, "And he's Reciting like, I'm, in, I'm inserting my seminal fluids into you." <laughs> and he's like, and "He's really." Just a Remember the scene. There's nothing better than that movie when he when Wanks the, the, the dog off. Yeah. Van <laughs> Wilder. Uh, what movie? I wish I could just do that. That was in Ryan Reynolds in his in his glory days. Yeah, yeah. His fair went downhill Before after he that. Was advertising after shaving. Before he that. was in Deadpool. Uh, yeah. So the parties were very much like that, especially after the games that you'd won. In my senior year, we had the host that actually hosted the parties. We'd often just go to wow. other ones. Uh, and one time, you know how American police are like—like like they like to just over dramatize everything. So one time, we had a party that we had the century. <laughs> very much so. We had fourteen officers uh, outside, and we had at least three helicopters um, that were trying to get the party involved. And one guy came up on his, his speakerphone. He's like, "For every individual that doesn't live in this house, we will charge you one hundred dollars at the end of the night." So we looked around, and we had at least like 600 people there and I'm not, not very good at maths but I realised that was either me being deported or my dad dragging me back so we just had to get rid of everyone possible so one of my buddies uh, let off a stink bomb in our living room to try and get people clever. out clever and then I had a garden hose that tried to like so it was just extreme measures to get everyone out of the party <laughs> and then we swiftly that. Regret, regretted that in the morning we yeah. woke up like what the fuck is that smell didn't leave and it was soaked did everywhere. that ever leave it never did stayed with us forever in that house, but the parties were like that. that must yeah. That's the manly smell, the haggis. Yeah. So that was yeah. It's it's an an experience that you have to kind of live to feel. Would you recommend that for any lads out there just to go over America and experience it, live it? Yes, absolutely. Especially if you want to do like a football scholarship, that's mm. one of the most amazing yeah. experiences because you the school stuff is a huge part of it. But when you're able to play and you're training, it's almost like you're training like a professional team. You're training two yeah. three times a day, uh, and you're treated like. Like you are a professional, you're given uh, all the tools necessary to, to live out your dream for that short space of time. It's one of the most, especially if you go to a place like Los Angeles and you get to train the sunshine all the time. It's one of the most amazing experiences, and I would recommend it to anyone who who shit and can't play here in the UK. Yeah, one of my mates said that. So was he shit? I was pretty good, but I wasn't good. It was enough. just a level of good, and then like levels, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. when you go it's like to YouTube. It's surprising for USA being so much better than Scotland at football. Like I found myself better than a lot of players. Just whenever I'd even go to play like uh, seven aside or five aside or whatever, there's just there's not a lot of talent just on display. Whereas I would walk across the street in Scotland and there'd be kids playing in a park, and some of them would be fucking great footballers. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, and we it's can't culture, translate. We can't translate blood, that to blood. the team. It's in the blood. There's something yeah. about it. It's cultural. Because obviously there's, there's not many mm, I don't know, MLB players that come from the In UK. In this country, the kids just getting thrown a football from like two years old. Yeah. Jumpers for goalposts, and that was the thing. In, in America, they don't have the jumpers. Kids, they oh. don't have jumpers. <laughs> So in the and I've had so many times where I've went to speak to guys that um even since I graduated, you want to go for a kickabout and they're like, but we don't have the facilities. Yeah. Where where can we play? I'm like There's two trees over there, mate. Yeah, yeah. Trees over there, just fucking shirts for your skins and start playing or whatever. Never done that in Scotland though. Um Shirts for skins. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah. Too cold. Uh so yeah, but no one wants to just pick up a ball and play. 
like the, the, and just go and play for on pleasure, park, which is a sad thing. Yeah, except Jimmy Comrade. Good. He, he organises some good some good yeah. games apparently when I'm in New York I might need to ask him if I can oh he's moved to the other coast he's, he's in my coast he's gone to San Francisco he's in the coast yeah. oh he's in San Fran G- yeah. he's, he's crushing he's moved quite there. a different it's quite a trek away from LA unfortunately yeah very much so it's not like a little drive from what's close to New, Newcastle to how long is the drive from Sunderland. Newcastle to Glasgow a couple hours yeah so it's but it's seven, eight, nine hours yeah I think, when I was in Glasgow I was in a place called uh, Greenock I know Greenock yeah, the stab capital of Europe is yeah, what it was, it, yeah. what it was introduced to me as a Greenock Morton Football Club other like team that. that was there uh, not me, a bad area so have you toured America then have you, or have you just done both coasts have you done anything in between uh, Vegas, not obviously. anywhere near as much as what I would love to I've been uh, all up basically all up the west coast so San Francisco Santa Barbara uh, LA Sacramento uh, I've not been to Seattle actually uh, the Pacific Northwest oh, I need oh, to yes. go there um, you heard about it no what about it oh they they're, they're big fans of football. Yeah, yeah Seattle Sanders. Sanders. They sing that Sanders. great song that it's uh, what's the song they sing? We're go, better than you. you. It was like <laughs> go Seattle, fight and win. <laughs> That's still such a culture, isn't it? That's still uh, It's got a long way to go. It's got a long way to go before American that. Soccer. And then I've been on the East Coast, ball. Uh, New York. Um, not been to Boston. So not anywhere near as much would as you, what I'd like. Can we, we just spend the rest of the podcast or listening places that you haven't been? Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, but you sure you want to go to Boston? Come on, come on. If they've, they've got a, they've got a, a similar logo to Celtic. The Celtics. Oh, fucking hell, man, Lawrence. No, come on. <laughs> there's a big, there's a big community. Oh, fuck There's off. a big community in Boston. You know what's interesting? I, they've got a similar logo to Celtic. Fucking hell. Let's wrap this up. You know, funny. That sounds like some of the the conversation I've had with Americans when they try to like assimilate to you. And oh, like, oh you you support the Celtics? There's the Celtics in Boston. Why not? I'm just like, okay. Oh, you support the Lakers? No. What basketball team do I support? Miami Heat. Because I first went to a Miami. Who Heat do you game support? Before LeBron. Before LeBron. Before LeBron. <coughs> when Shaquille O'Neal was. Oh was yeah. What, what, a, what a hard choice. I'm going to slam the table to emphasize that point. Before the bandwagon. It's not our table. Came. The original uh, bandwagon. The original. Well, that was before. I just liked the team. I went to them when I was a young kid. When I went to Florida, and I and I liked watching them. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? Who do I like that team. In basketball. Spurs. Spurs. Or San Antonio yeah, Spurs. Spurs. Yeah. Why? Why? Uh, I picked up the sport in. I I got a PSP. You know one of those PSPs? Uh, wait, and wait, wait, it was the year the Pistons won. And I played the Pistons quite a lot. And then the year after, that's, Rafa Benitez came to Liverpool. Man. And everyone said, Rafa Benitez is boring. So I went to NBA and was like, I want to look for a team equivalent to Liverpool. That's actually pretty good. Everyone said Spurs were boring and like a bit technical. I picked them up. Well, is there any black and white sort of NBA teams that I could... Yeah, that's... Because um, oh, I, I know the... Spurs are black, it, is it black you, and white. Yeah, but I don't want to have the same I've team. I've heard the Brooklyn Nets. No, no, no. Well, uh, to be fair, Miami Heat might be a good one uh, The Raiders are a, um, are a uh, NFL team. NFL team. Black and white, aren't they? I could sort of get into that. I mean... Yeah. We, we had actually... An I'm quite into the LFL right now, so... <laughs> the Lingerie League. The Lingerie Football yeah. League. I mean, There's nothing more equivalent it's, it's to women's, bend, bend women's catching up with men's sports than putting them in bras and being well, like, Well, yeah, I mean, when they play. bend over, they only go, hi, hi. Uh, uh, and Brian's like, hi. The, the knickers ride right up there so you can just see everything. And, is then, it, I've, and then I've seen it all. Is it actually <laughs> on the grass? Is it, is it a good sport to watch? Like, do you watch do you know, it sh- ever? No shit, right? I genuinely mean this. Those girls are athletic as fuck. Oh, no doubt. No. Like, literally, they slam Put that in your posters. Like, 
English English like soccer girls, right? Haven't got shit on how athletic these girls are. It's not even close. It's not even close. Mm. The English like English fo- soccer girls just can't even come near how athletically gifted some of these girls are. Yeah. In Andrew general, a hell of a there's obviously the, going to be exceptions. You see the one with the girl that t- uh, scored the touchdown and then took a beer from the crowd and chugged it and won. Did you fall? I think you'd fall. You fall in love with them. Marriage. It was in that moment he said... I watched one of the girls... Um, he was fuck, marry, she, and then avoid no, her. There, there was one of the girls who... Uh, she was like a really good-looking girl, blonde Barbie doll, great body on her and all that. She... Uh, she does a, a fucking touchdown or whatever the hell it was. Goes up to Is that the, what they call them in that league. Goes up to the fucking uh, the coach, and I'm like, oh, it's, they're gonna have a nice moment in, you know, it's a coach sort of. She gets on one knee and fucking proposes to the coach. It's only her boyfriend. The coach now, if the coach was, I'm all for equality. Uh, no, the, the coach wasn't in her league though. The coach, she's you know, 25 year old fucking 10 out of 10. He looked about. 50, fat, bald, got a couple of tattoos. He looked like he'd sort of... Uh, so you might be he, in now. He, he, he looked like he was on a... No, I'm just genuinely... <laughs> way for you to say it. I know, but yeah. genuinely, he looked like he's sort of... He's in the Hells Angels and he's just went for a day release. So you might be in um, now. And Yeah, and I'm genuinely thinking, <laughs> how the fuck is <laughs> yes. this going on like? Where's... I, I just thought myself, I need to go to America. Genuinely, the opportunity for you to go to America and the meet land the of opportunity. LFL women no, that's is why so it. high. I mean, surely that league is just looking for someone like you to go over there and be I, like, hey, I can see I you could, I could, undoubtedly commenting on that. Well, well on that's that the game. thing, mate. I looked at the commentators, shockingly bad job. I, could, I thought myself. And you've done the same on Next Football, so. If, no, but yeah, but. It's, I mean, I didn't. You could do like the Aussie, the Aussie, the Aussie commentator. You know, he commentates yeah, like, like, for that on American yeah, yeah. sports, like the way we did on on FIFA. Like no, that, no, that no, there's no. an audience for that. I don't man. know if it's copyright strikers, but I do think I'm going to take some of that footage and um, and talk about my thoughts. Do it very for. I don't understand the rules though, so I'll just have to make it up as I go along. It's but easy, it, man. it works for Michael. Should I get the hand egg on the other side? Yeah, it's just it's. Have any of them got shamrocks as their logo? So he can assimilate with them. Yeah, any green and yellow. Uh, Anyone got like a Brendan Rodgers type manager? No, the thing, what I end up doing when I'm watching it is... uh, Wanking. (laughs) No, to be honest, I could easily could. Um, But the thing is, sometimes I'll like, the names will come up on the love bottom and I'm like, I wonder if she's on Instagram. Instagram. I knew you would. And they're all on, they're all like, they're all like models and athletic girls and whatever. And they're all, some of them are like rock climbers. How many followers? They're like... Uh, A lot of them are under, under subscribed to really. So if you, (laughs) if you do want to do your bit, uh, check the LFL Instagram out. Do you know what I do find entertaining? (laughs) (laughs) This cunt is unbelievable. Honestly, man. He's unfucking believable. He was watching an LFL video. Not, like, the amount of yeah. just yelling, unsteady. text messages going on and look back in the edit and he had like, half, a, half a ringtone because he's just cut a little bit out of it. <laughs> Fuck me. To be fair, he does a great job overall. <laughs> he um, does a great job overall, but yes. He's got this camera moving. Mm. Yeah, great. it's amazing. Back and forth. He's, he's so he can have his hands free because he keeps dropping shit. <laughs> so he can keep up with the juggling. Well, you just got him excited about LFL so you wanted to go and give it a little glance. Uh, uh, Do you know what brightens my day up? How, how, how long have we been shooting? Quite a long time, I think. One hour fifty. Is that all? Is that it? Yeah. Okay. It's time to wrap up, though, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> he wants to get off back, up, back home. Yeah. Where's um, he going? He's juggling. Hey, yeah. um, <laughs> um So what brightens my day up is I'll be going through, you know, on Instagram, you can go through what other people have liked. Yeah. Pops up every now and again. Just two massive asses. Just... <laughs> Every time, every time I'm scrolling through, and, I, and you know what? It's often it. What's weird about it is it's sometimes similar times to when you text me. So what I've realised <laughs> is, 
<laughs> you text me and then go when I'm on me phone. Yeah. I'm like, right. Well, I've got my priorities. I've yeah. got to text Lawrence about this big important thing. But while yeah. I'm at it, I'll while I'm waiting for him, I'll just check if you But the thing, like what I've noticed, is other people since you started mentioning this have started paying attention to what I like. So what they'll do is they'll screenshot and they'll tweet us and go fucking hell Jordy I know you said you like curvy lasses but really this is ridiculous they're like this is too much because some of them are plus size Proper curvy. You know some I mean? I mean the thing the average is plus size but some of them are super plus you're the size. type of guy to like plus size models for <laughs> equality reasons yeah. and Lawrence is the type of guy to call to, you out to for it. It. someone put that on the other day is that Jordy's the type of guy to let two girls suck his dick for equality reasons yeah, yeah like and that. you sort of said yeah I'm all for equality Mm. Um, but anyway, speaking of which, uh, yeah, good times on those parties in America. Yeah, is that where we're back to? Yeah, mm-hmm. similar conversation, bringing it full yeah. circle. Uh, so you know when you went, when you met your last was it uh, sort of because you two seem super serious and like yeah. from the outside looking in it, this is it. Yeah, yeah, you reckon? I'm off, I'm off. You've got a dog. So you? Yeah. you know, you got a little puppy I'm running around. So is that sort of because when you get a dog. I mean, really, it's a slippery slope, marriage, kids, all yeah, of that. Yeah, just it all comes after yeah. it. Unless yeah. you're a really terrible father to the dog. Nah, not me. Okay. No, Pride, he, lo- he loves that joy, dog. man. That, I, I mean, bring it on camera sometimes. Priority, yeah. really. Yeah, really. His name's Jason. What's that? Oh, right, okay. <laughs> uh, Luna. Pride you, and joy. Do you get on well with her family and all that? They, yeah, yeah. They accepted funny, you into funny thing about this is uh, they're super conservative. Are they? Proper Are they? conservative, yeah. Wow. So it provides some great... Uh, are they like able? Are you able to have those discussions with them? Uh, sometimes, and sometimes it's just sometimes <laughs> that is, it's that self censorship you know, of ever. Did they have they, they ever I, said to you? They don't like. I saw one of your videos. My, my mother unfollowed me on Instagram. Brilliant, because of all the uh, the political beliefs. That's super, the Trump and supporters. removed all the likes. Yeah, as well. removed all the ones from the Fuck past. But it, they're very. I mean, I love them. They're amazing. Like great laugh, and uh, couldn't get on better with them. But they, we we differ. So uh, are they Trump fans? Are yeah. They? Um, not all of them, but the, the parents are. Yeah, and I've and she's obviously before. not. She's not. She, I, I brought her over to the Bernie side. Um, most of the Hillary, she did want to vote for Hillary. Blah blah blah, whatever. But I did. Oh, but you got that silly notion out of I her got head. That yeah, as much. Uh, but it, there's been a lot of times where we've got into debates. One, t- I, I won't mind sharing this story because I was actually going to do a video on it. So this is Finally. a preface before the video. Oh, so make from fucking insight an hour and fifty into the video. This is going to took me an hour and fifty minutes before we get to it. We were in. We were in our. We were. Gone out for dinner recently in uh, with her parents, and her dad uh, performed an illegal U-turn. Right, so he pulls into the park, the parking spot, and a police officer follows him in. Wow! Right, puts the siren on uh, and flashes the lights. Her, her dad, he's never been pulled off, pulled over in the last what five years, or whatever. <laughs> he's been pulled, been pulled off, off. yeah, plenty of times. Um, so he. <laughs> <laughs> this is such what, a serious. This is such a serious <laughs> subject oh, as well, but I can't deal with it. So the he. Mother's hug. <laughs> So he gets, he's the, he's the most open guy, just has a laugh all the time. He gets out the car without oh, the no. officer, right? And just gets out and like, it's just like, oh, what's up? The police officer gets out of his car. He's white as well. Yeah. And they just stare at each other, right? And it's a moment of like 10 seconds. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Cheers. That is exactly what happened, right? And they just, the officer just went nicely. Can you just, can you just get back in the car? And he went, oh, no problem. And they shared a laugh and a joke. Yeah. And they went off, right? And I... Oh, you, oh, you're, not, you're supposed to wait for the cop. Yeah. You need to wait, so it's rules. So I'm, I, I just stood back wheel. and I watched it. And I was just thinking to myself, like, I didn't want to bring it up at dinner because I didn't want to get into a big debate. But if he's black, he's shot. Like, I don't want Seriously? this to be... He's, he's shot. Uh, or at least had a gun pointed at Or at, at least had a gun... Or at yeah. least it, the, the intensity that is placed upon 
uh, the, uh, the officers act, not all, because there's definitely great officers out there, they, they act when they see someone who is black, especially if someone gets out of their vehicle beforehand. And I don't, it's not like I'm standing there going, oh yeah, go and shoot him. Let's yeah. prove a point here. Uh, I bet you're, well, you're sitting there because you secretly hit him going, fuff. <laughs> I thought I was getting the inheritance yeah. earlier. Yeah, fuff. But yeah. And I was going to, and I asked, I asked my missus, I was like, Can I, I'm going to talk about this story. And she's like, you won't be invited to the next family dinner. There's definitely, maybe we'll see what happens with this. I'll but, risk it. But the point is, I need to bring that up because that is the that is what it means to be white in America. Mm-hmm. Is that when there's a white officer there and he stepped out of the car so nonchalant and just, uh, they approached each other. And the recent video that broke my heart, Flannel Castile, you've probably seen the story. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of videos on it. He's reaching for his license and he gets blasted seven times. Tells the officer that he has a gun and gets blasted seven times. Uh, that's him cooperating mm. and he still gets shot so I just witnessed that and I'm just thinking to myself like I felt sick to my stomach that's, mm. if it was me and I did that I'd be fine if it was one of my friends at TYT uh, who, who happens to be black or maybe look at another the, hashtag the, the coppers in America really put me off visiting to be honest I, I think mean, you'll be fine you're white I know that but like yeah I've actually had me, a couple of getting me face one to try and provoke us to hit them before. Oh really? Yeah. Is it in in the UK? Yeah, I was in. Uh, I was on a night out on the piss. Um, I, for whatever reason, the Raya van back doors were open. I was just walking past, and uh, sort ju- just basically uh, just started on us out of nowhere. Just like uh, the fuck are you looking at? I was fucking minding my own business. I'm like, what? He's like, you want to be in the back of this fucking Raya van, do you? And I just laughed at him. I was like, no, I'm gonna keep on drinking. I'll see you later. But see us later. But after, I mean, obviously, I was I was wasted by this point, and only the next day did I realise like, oh, you're trying to fill the fucking numbers up here, mate. Um, Your yeah. uh, trousers were around your ankles, but uh, I mean, I was pissing on him, but <laughs> yeah. no, genuinely, I wasn't. But in all seriousness, like. I remember just thinking. I feel like you'd be a target for someone like just because of your, yeah. yeah, like someone if they're trying to make a point, you know, for being. I mean, generally, I've, I've had uh, only decent experiences with police officers. Other than that, but I'm just saying that was just one. It so was the I. one bad time yeah. that it happened. Yeah. Um, but that yeah, in in America, it's just it's just completely different worlds. Like that you just experience things like that, and it's such as that small instance just. In a way, it's so just exactly just summed up all the the, the months work of videos that I've been doing to try and like at least increase people's Did you awareness. talk to them about this? I, I ended up talking to them a, a day later about it, uh, and they they never even, the thing is they sat at dinner and they never even thought of it, like they just thought they, they just went on. And <laughs> that's, that's another funny and that, night. Yeah, and that's not. And again, it's not to paint. <laughs> Thank them God, we're not black. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> For fuck's sake, oh, fuck's man! Sake. And that's me not wanting to like paint them. Such, it's not like they should be sitting talking about it or whatever. But it's just like in America, that's expected for that. But yeah. and I guarantee, if the tables had turned, how many outlets would run the fact that he stepped out the car is yeah. the reason why he got shot? He's not. He's not. Well, Sean Hannity would have. Oh, yeah, of course he would. Straight out, and he'd he thrown his football in between. It really puts me off, America. That the whole thing, the whole. Whenever I see those videos of these guys just getting the shit kicked out of them, even it. though it's like, oh, you're white, you'll be fine. I just, I don't like. You don't even. Don't get us wrong. It's it, like we have our own issues in this country with police and whatever. But I'm just saying, like, obviously things are much worse in America, and it does really put us off. It's the in the whole it, country. And I'm almost doing it a little bit of an injustice by just saying if you're if if you're white, you'll be fine. It's, it's like 
I'm not saying there clearly is a racial uh, prejudice that, that goes through the many departments. A lot of officers in majority are very it's like brave. Protect brave officers. and serve is yeah. in the fucking like name. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and but it's it's like when people say back the blue, they use that as a means to like never question what they're doing, and that's so wrong in so many levels. Yeah. Because if you like, if you love something and you believe in what they're doing, you have every right to criticize it. We were saying this earlier. Did, did you see the footage of? Um, and I can't remember our job title, but there was a woman who was very high up in she the. She pulled over. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, it, yeah, and she's like, "What did you pull us over for?" And the guy just shit himself and was like, uh, "Fuck knows." It's and it's and it's like it's from that level. She was of the only just question. Uh, Black um, black state attorney, I believe. That was, was right. It? Yeah, that's um, and it's at that level, and it goes all the way up. It's like the, there's just a certain level of fear that apparently is installed upon officers when they see a black person. Terence Crutcher walking away with his hands up. I was feared for my life, so I shot him dead. Philando Castile pulling his ID out, even though he'd stated that he had a gun but a permit and wasn't going for it. Shot dead. It's like there's so many different excuses that people on the right, more often than not, will try to find to validate a police officer using force. When as a country, you should just realise. You don't want your kids to either see that or, or be involved in it. You don't want them growing up in a country where they believe that officers are not there for the safety of them. And I think that it's wrong to categorise all police officers in mass. Yeah. Uh, I think that a lot of them do a fantastic job. But we need to rely on officers that do do a great job to stand up against this as well. And I know that's very hard for them to do because you're basically going against everything you saw. That, that becomes very that hard. That one woman yeah. um, who, uh, I think she did like a Facebook Live video, who was a female police officer I can't, not long ago, when she was crying and tears are going down her face and she's like, I'm fucking going to work every day. And like, do you know? Do you know the? Which one I think I, I remember seeing it. Yeah, that was so powerful. Like, you you do have police officers who speak out against this sort of stuff. But they're not going to be treated. They're going to be. She basically said, "I fucked me job now." Yeah. Like, but I'm doing this anyway. So, um, I guess I'm just one, one thing I do want is uh, for us as a country with uh, police. They have guns, but they very rarely carry them. Um, you know, they have a department for that. Uh, now you've gone to a, a place where they've, all of them have got guns. Do you think? America should get rid of the guns in general? Uh, that's one thing that me and Jenk strongly disagree on. I think if you try to take them away, you're going to cause a lot of con- you're going to cause a lot of problems, probably a lot of bloodshed. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you're gonna and you're gonna create a black market. I think that will just allow people to just sell them and still it'll find its way. Like when you have more guns than people in a country you're never going to completely eradicate that country mm. from it. What you have it's, to do... It's too far gone now. Yeah, exactly. Especially if it's in a country's Whereas, history. Yeah, and, and Jake and me and him have debated on platforms. We said, no, I'd take all your guns. I don't think it's as feasible as that. I think what you need... To, in the long term, I'd love that. But what you have to do is you have to start by monitoring uh, the use of weapons as the same way you'd monitor a car. You have to go and get checks up non-stop. You have, if you're driving, you need to go and uh, have tests and you have to consistently be monitored for mm. your weaponry. But they seem that that's a, a, an infringement on their rights because it's written in the Constitution. That's bullshit. Like, you should be... Uh, you should be held accountable for your weapons. If you've got a mental illness or in the past of it, you should never be given a weapon. And Donald Trump coming into office is looking uh, to loosen those laws for a lot of people. And I think that's absurd. But... One thing that the gun culture in America is something that I think is so far gone that it, it starts with the youth and starting to adjust their perspective of it. You can go and watch a TV show, right? You can watch, I've watched The Departed several times on TV. It's so shit to watch it on cable TV in America because everything's friggin' and everything's feckin'. Like, they don't allow swear words. Like, you know, those amazing scenes between Alec Baldwin and Mark Wahlberg. They're all friggin'. Oh, you friggin'. I boned well, you. Have they recorded multiple takes of yeah, that? Yeah, so it's all dubbed over. Right, so, so but do you know what's not dubbed over is Leonardo DiCaprio, spoiler alert, getting his head blasted as soon as he walks out the elevator, because they don't they, like gun violence. Guns are just so expected that no one cares. Mm-hmm. The same thing can be used 
I did a video recently on songs. Beyonce's song where she sings middle finger up, that's blurred out on the radio, but Ferry Watt singing I've got a Glock in my Rari uh, 17 shots from 48 is able to be absorbed. And those seem like little stupid examples, but that's where it starts, yeah. is you consistently glorify weapons to the point where kids want to use them, and if you've got them, and adults have got them, they feel like sitting around them, uh, having them wasted is a waste, so they want to use them. Police officers are trained mostly how to react with weapons, so when a, a situation comes up, it's pull my weapon out first before trying to uh, de-escalate the situation. So there's so many steps that have to be taken to, it, it, to eradicate this issue. We've had like, people who are uh, well knowledgeable on drug issues and things like that. Well knowledgeable. It seems like it all comes back to education. I agree. On drugs yeah. and guns and all of these issues. What do you think about um? What do you think about those people who say? Because I, I watched um, I got lost down a Piers Morgan hole the other day. Um, he came after me on Twitter not long ago. Actually, it's so satisfying when he's a complete prick, isn't it? Yeah, you can, we had a little debate back and forth. We had a there was a really good video in um, in England. I don't know if you saw it of uh, the woman he sits next to on ITV in the morning. They just slowly zoomed in on her face every time he was talking, and she just looks like she's dying on the inside. It's, it's very much like Donald Trump and his wife's relationship. You <laughs> yeah, know? Like just... you can tell she's like the really. I'm going to ask for a lot more money when we re- renegotiate this contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. She's it's a bit like the, the one that you bit, get when Susanna. you're next to Jason. Actually. Yeah, sitting there, I just yeah. stare at the corner. <laughs> just, I feel like me and you have a lot to uh, to relate like over all think, that. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think Paul George would go to the Lakers? Um, so. Uh, there's, I got lost down that hole and I saw uh, whoever it was it wasn't um, Alex Jones it was one of his yeah he was, deba- little, he was debating with him one of his American little TV. cronies mm-hmm. and he was yeah. saying how, Watson how do we how do we not know that the government could turn tyrannical that's a, that's a strong question Lawrence because, I'm stumped well, well how do we know how do you know it's happened yeah. Ben Shapiro says it yeah well, what do you think about Ben Shapiro? Ben Shapiro uh, is the embodiment of what um, a person who takes everything literally in yeah. life will then go and say. <laughs> if, you, if I said to him, uh, like, I don't know, I was like, mate, you need to pull your socks up. You're not doing really well at work. Those you go, socks are getting pulled up. Yeah, yeah. He's up, they're up around his fucking, <laughs> they're up there. Do you know what I mean? He's just literal on absolutely everything. You need to get your everything. head out your ass. And yeah. Just... Get your head out your ass. And he's like, my head's not in my ass. <laughs> Lawrence, such a stupid thing to say. Why would you, why would you say that? And they have this debate. Yeah, he's got a debate. You get Jane. quite passionate about yeah. this guy. You about don't like Ben Shapiro. Yeah, yeah, I really, I don't like. Um, We've had a few people suggest him to come on the podcast. He'd be a really great I guest. Think, yeah, I'm he'd be sure. an amazing guest. Play this back. Yeah, just as he comes. I mean, on. I'll do an impression of him to his face. Yeah, <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, uh, he's actually debating Jenk by the way next week. Is he really? Yeah, oh, well, that is that's box up. office. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. that's what we were talking about this whole. Like rap battle box, it's like it's, it's literally portrayed as Jake Uger versus Ben Shapiro. Mm. Like as if it's like oh, is that on the TYT? I think it's going to be on both. It's a, it's at Politicon, so I mean it's Pit worth tuning in. Politicon only. Politicon. They just, do, they just they have put a con subject at the end and then they put con. Yeah. Yeah. Nude. What's the play, what's the porn con thing? I don't porn know. Porn con. It's there's a porn the con? adult con. Is it adult con? That that's a suck one. Porn con would be better. Porn con. True con. Geordie's got to, yeah. Geordie con. He would be there. True. No, in America it would be true Gordy con. True Gordy con. <laughs> Did I call you Gordy? Welcome to Gordy con. How Americans find like the strangest way to pronounce a word just like by looking at it, how their mind works in a way. Did you ever see the video I did where they were trying to pronounce uh, certain team <laughs> names? Really like, good. How do they even like? I was shown a guy. Um, what was one of the words I was showing him? It was a team name. I was shown. Um, 
Fenerbahce. But no, Fenerbahce I've heard before, yeah. definitely. I mean, Leicester is one of the most prominent Leicester. ones. Leicester. Leicester or Leicester. You Leicester. get that a lot in London because of Leicester Square, so yeah. people are Leicester Square. Yeah, it's and that's not as bad because it's... When yeah, they won the league, they had a field day with that. Yeah, it's there was one guy. There was one guy who uh, called it Covert Garden. Like it was a hidden place. He was like, where's the Covert Garden? <laughs> we were like, oh, that's very good. And yeah, he wasn't joking. They, I mean, they, they, they just spell certain things so different. I mean, I get into many debates about the whole uh, aluminium, aluminum, aluminum problem. They, they do spell it differently, but it's wrong. No one gives a fuck. No, no one gives a fuck about yeah. it, but I'll make a big point about it. Yeah, I'll yeah. debate to the back teeth. But... What if the government turned tyrannical? I don't know. I, I mean, if the if the government turned tyrannical, do you think your little handgun's gonna fucking stop? No, that but shit? my but my AK you know might, or my you know my my semi-automatic weapon that w- would come in handy, <laughs> or it would defend to the point where I can get to my car with my wife and kids who are both also armed to the teeth, and we can drive. Along the road, and then Along the tank the blows and you up. <laughs> but at least you all die together. Yeah, but I'm allowed a tank, so I can. I mean, if you can afford one, great. That is part of the problem, isn't it? Is, yeah. Do what everyone else does and just have a little bunker where you can go and hide there and have loads of tinned beans. What do you do when they find the bunker? Uh, Eat your rations <laughs> until they blow <laughs> and you up. Die. Yeah. It, Eat your rations and die. I was watching this um, movie. I'm not going to say film because I say it the wrong way. You say I? film? Film. That's all right. Um, film. Where uh, this, this guy ends up underground in a, in a bunker because uh, af- after he's been in a car accident, or this girl, I can't remember, I wasn't really paying attention, <laughs> but it's the dad from Roseanne who's right. under, underground anyway. Roseanne? Uh, remember Roxanne. Ro- Ro- oh. Roseanne? Roseanne, you know, anyway. Ro- anyway, it's under- they're underground and he's like, look, the aliens... The aliens are here. They've landed and all that, and he they convinces these people. Which he, movie is this? He, he, I can't remember. The I mean, Google I so. it. It'll be there. Anyway, it was a pretty big movie. Anyway, I think, I think they kill him at the end. The, the, this couple to escape, and it turns out like uh, the aliens had landed, and he was totally right. Wow! But the, but the whole time you're sitting there going, "Oh, he's just fucking lunatic." He's just convinced them that there's aliens. Oh, is it not? Um... Ah, oh, what's it called? I think there's a number in the title. Yeah, it's a number. It's it's with a what's his name? A famous actor who's been in a bunch. Yeah. Of, he was in. Oh, uh, he uh, Kevin was in, Spacey. No, no, no. He was in. He was in Argo with. Uh, <laughs> the dad from. Is it Argo with Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck. Ro- yeah. Roxanne, um, I think. Why am I forgetting his name, man? Because Ben Affleck was in Argo. He was just in the late. I just watched King the late King Kong movie on the plane. He was in that. Is it good? Yeah, it's alright. Not bad. Uh, why am, his name it's one of those moments that's just going to come to me later and it's going to piss me off. We need to know this movie. Comment below. Um, should True Geordie's the kind of guy to, f- to forget and then the... Alright, um... <sighs> any other questions? It, no, I think we've got the guns. I was interested in what your your opinion on guns, yeah. I was interested in whether you think... Um, one thing I'm interested in, do you think it's a healthy uh, conversation that people have and do you think you take part in healthy conversations? It, over guns? Over or, uh, politics over, in America? I, I think that... Uh, I, I try. <laughs> I try to 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 have healthy conversations. I do think that at times I get caught up with my own opinion that it may play into the whole split narrative. That's a problem. Um, I think that it stems back to having not a general source of information to go to in the in the US. So we have outlets here in the UK that are definitely biased, but more often than not, you can find a way to get the information, whether it's on TV or whatever, and then try to facilitate an opinion. Do you I think that's still true in England? I no. I, I think that's less true in England now. I don't think the BBC is. But when we grew up, in a way, it was. I don't think the BBC does what they're supposed to do anymore in the news. Um, uh, Yeah, uh, correct. Yeah, Yeah. but I think that that has been a recent turn in events in politics with people being more sick of 
establishment Democrat, uh, establishment. Well, the way the BBC went on over Corbyn for a start. Yeah, of course, the way it's ridiculous. It, it's horrendous, but I feel like in the United States, it's always been you're either right or you're left, right? And I feel like the middle ground is impossible to try and get upon. And I think that's because people, rather than getting information, for instance, an attack happens in Paris, this is the amount of people who are killed, this is who the suspects may be. I'll take that information, I'll go and find another source to facilitate what my opinion is. I feel like people just cut out that part and just go straight to Sean Hannity. They just go straight to Anderson Cooper. I've it's such a dangerous thing having like, these this friggin' is it. This is the news. Like these heads of opinion like you can just literally are oh, trust everything this guy says how dangerous or, is that or that you or that you believe one side on everything and disagree with the other side on everything and because you've nailed it's like i'm a fan of the, the of this yeah, so side that's, so that's what, I, I i've got my red football shirt on do you know i'm Hannity number one on the back it's and ridiculous that's, and that's a, such a valid point it's like for instance if you're just to listen to everything has and hazard has to say about football and trust everything he says that's it like he says chelsea are the best team has ever graced itself all right they are whatever your opinion is on it but if good you, luck yeah if you listen to that's it one interview sean hannity had recently where he talked to a, like it was a, a legend in in the news world basically said you're bad for america um because uh, yeah, of, that really upset him didn't yeah it, it did yeah. because i think in a way that he knows that he is an opinion-based uh, uh correspondent but some people view him as an anchor, and people will disagree with this, but I've been called several times, people messaging me on Twitter saying, you're such a great anchor, someone we need news anchor, and I'll immediately respond saying, I am not a news anchor, because don't take my wanker. opinion as fact. Yeah, I'm a wanker, but I have an opinion. And, and, and the problem with being it's, that as well is when your opinion generates you an income, sometimes you can get in the habit of, oh, I kind of need to create an opinion oh, now. Uh, something might not have even happened. You sort of think, well, what can I talk about today? Or if something has happened, and truthfully, you are, you're in a position where you can just think, oh, I haven't really made my mind up on this yet, but people are just looking at you like they want a fucking answer. So yeah. you kind of have to just commit one way or the other, and then everyone, let's, all your followers, follow suit. Let's also be quite real about it as well. It's quite a macho environment to be in. And actually, something that's Well, really, it's, a, it's a wannabe macho environment. Yeah, wannabe macho. Although some of those guys are clearly macho guys. I mean, Bill O'Reilly's clearly a... Bill O'Reilly's a bitch, in my opinion. I, I did really despise Bill O'Reilly. I did several videos just highlighting how horrendous his but, non-stop yeah. boxing was, but... You're right in what you're saying. He, he he wants to be perceived as macho, but in a real uh, situation yeah. where there's no cameras, I mean, he'd be the biggest pussy. Around. He's a sellout as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. But did, but did you? So what? Like what we talked about at the very start is kind of bringing it full circle. Is it's like it's in the battle of of the opinion and in, in news. It's who can have the most extreme form of opinion in order to gain that level of controversy. But why is that? Why that my my conclusion was going to be why is that come around? And that's because of the the marketization of news. And that's all that's all Murdoch in England. And it's predominantly Murdoch in America. Yeah. Like you know maybe before there was a market because everyone was independent, but there was no public service broadcast. There kind of was. But in England. Before that, they only really had BBC, ITV, and Channel Four, and yeah. all those guys had different remits for news. So they all had different. Um, the Channel Four was supposed to provide for people who weren't catered for by BBC or ITV, mm-hmm. and then Channel Five came along, and that was the beginning of it. And then Sky got their way in, and they did the Channel Five's reputation's always remained the same, hasn't it? It's yeah, like, the late night movies. No, it's like the shit channel. Do you remember? Were you in <laughs> no, England when when the, Channel Five launched? Even when they got the Championship, I was. I used to just. Like, <laughs> the only thing I have of Channel Five is when I used to sneak up to the loft where we had the TV up there and right. look see if I could find the movies at one o'clock. Sure. <laughs> no, <laughs> the but the now tiniest bit of nudity. They always do like the shit. Like everything they do is shit. Like on yeah. Channel Five. I mean, was it not? Was it not game? What, the, what the competition? Yeah. The Championship. On there, the even that, it was like 
God almighty, this is budget. It's just, it comes across so desperate as well, doesn't <laughs> it? Yeah. It's so desperate. But the point is, the marketization of news meant that uh, suddenly we're in a we're in a place where you have to make a product. You yeah. can't just report the news yeah. in an honest way anymore. And so now it's about opinion, all this sort then of thing. Then Trevor McDonald left. That's but, uh, it. It's not even just about selling it, is it? It's also from Murdoch's point of view of, all oh, right, I've got everyone watching me, my channels for the news. Let's yeah. fucking use this. But it, do you remember? Do you remember Tomorrow Never Dies, the James Bond film? Oh, Tomorrow yeah, Never Dies, yeah. yeah. You know the bad guy in that? Is Bros- Brosnan versus... Um, what his name is? Was it, was, it was the one after Goldeneye, wasn't it? Yeah. Tomorrow Never Dies. And then it was the one... Is that Halle Berry? No, that was no, one was after that. After that? Uh, but... In, the bad guy in that is Bloody apparently is apparently Rupert Murdoch like oh is that who they're based on Rupert Murdoch yeah. yeah and apparently really didn't like that film because people in the industry told him like this character's based on you like yes. not even blatantly blatant yeah. it's it, I agree with both parts of it in the, in the realm that you have to find a way to deliver a product that's now entertainment first and then deliver what you believe is your opinion I just think it goes from the the base level of the fact that they're called news shows is a problem in its own because they're never delivering news they're delivering their opinion mm-hmm. based on what news is and I generally think I, I'm not discrediting people in America I just think that there's a lot of people that watch what Hannity or Anderson Cooper or whoever else or even me or even Jenk watch what we say and think that that's news mm-hmm. and that is such a fundamental problem because it's not news it's my interpretation of what news has given me and what my opinion is on it and I think that somewhere down the line where people were so sick and tired of hearing simply what was being told to them and they got tired with the facts and figures that they just went you know what I want to hear what I want to hear who and do I want think- to go and see uh, what Sean Hannity has to say about this. Who do you think does the best primary news? Like, who do you think are the guy, the best people out on the ground collecting the news? Because a lot of Fox News is secondary news now. It's about uh, reacting to tweets or reacting yeah. something's happened somewhere else. I, I, I think that uh, I think I'm not going to just solely boost up TYT. TYT's politics department have formed a great on the ground journalist team that have really went and gathered a lot of information. We were one of the first outlets to, to really push forward the Donna Brazil story where she was colluding with the uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign to push Bernie out. We were one of the ones to really push her on that. But there's great reporting that came from Intercept that uh, uh, Glenn Greenwald, who I think mm-hmm. has been a phenomenal journalist and really trying to get to the nitty gritty. He's not sided with anyone. He pushes as much the, the Russia, uh, Russia collusion theory as much as he pushes against uh, the DNC and their, their uh, involvement in politics. The Guardian does some good reporting as well. But what the Joel D was saying is actually really valid is that people will often feel because of the money involved in it that they need to kind of falsify their opinion. Yeah. Oh, I really need to go for the extreme low-hanging fruit just so that I can try to get us more advertisement or more money based on this. And everyone's susceptible to that. I've seen mm. The Guardian run hit pieces just oh, because yeah. they think that... And they were an outlet that I have high, highly respected, but just because they know it's going to get traction. And this political environment has become so mudslinging and so back and forth like a football match that people need to step up their game and hit their opponents back rather than just portraying the truth first and then allowing people to make it later. It's disappointing. Here's a question for you, mate. Change of direction. You know you said you wanted to maybe do acting. If there was a role that has already been where you look back and think... Olympus. An ideal role for me, what I'd love to have done. 300. What would it... All right, let him... I'm just thinking of Jared Butler the, the movies. Reason, the reason why I'm so glad you asked that question is because I had the same conversation with a couple of directors, Troy and some of his buddies at Sony. They asked me the exact same thing. Uh, you seen Fury? I mean, great minds think alike. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen Fury? Yes. Yeah, Brad Pitt. I absolutely 100% uh, love that movie. Um, and the character 
I mean, I think they all gave great performances, but the character and his name's evading me right now. He's the the soldier that's been drawn like dragged into a situation that he's just completely out of place with. He's yeah. the, the younger character in the movie. I'm forgetting his name, but he's, he actually does a great job. But just, course, yeah. I've always had a, a, a I just kind of connect with that role of being pushed outside your comfort zone and trying to figure out the almost the inner demons that you need to allow to come forth to grasp a situation like war. Uh, and it's something that's always drawn me to those characters. And, and my acting teacher would be watching this and screaming at me if I said that I wanted to play a character because I'm learning Meisner technique and one of the things is you're not a character. You're not playing a character, you're just allowing those qualities in you to come forth and connect mm. with what you're given. And that's one of the biggest things about like great actors that I follow like uh, Benedict uh, Cumberbatch and Robert Duvall. Those guys have always said... Robert, Robert Duvall is classic. Robert Duvall was trying to play Joseph Stalin in a movie and he couldn't get what he really wanted out of the role because he was looking at it that I'm Robert Duvall and I'm playing Joseph Stalin. And what he did is he connected with something that he uh, felt made them humane in a way and Joseph Stalin loved his daughter. So he connected himself with that, that theory and he really became that actor because mm-hmm. he thought, you know what? he had that side to him and I can relate to that I can't look at playing Jeffrey Dahmer and think I don't want to eat people like be, in order to play that role you have to think to yourself that looks delicious like that's what I'm going to do so in those moments where I see war movies I just feel myself connected to characters that feel almost out of place the way I felt growing up in my yeah. life that I felt out of my place until I found something so I wanted when, when you talk about letting those qualities f- flow through from you what would you say are your biggest strengths? Uh, I have a very easy ability to find myself interpreting uh, a situation and relating to, to some of the darkest moments in a certain uh, in a certain scene. So once, I did a recent scene in class where I had to play an addicted gambler who, uh, who was doing everything he possibly could to try and make money. And, and I find myself, as, uh, been able to put myself in the situation and it's called creating, living truthfully in an imaginary circumstance. And I find myself pretty easily interpreting the anger and desperation. And that's something that, has came through just being an angry guy at some points in my life. I had a, when I played football, I had a problem with anger at times and I just get really passionate. So I think that that, as much as it's hindered me in parts in life, it's one of the easiest things to translate in acting mm-hmm. is being able to really believe in what you want to say and really have a, a strong instinctive reaction to something that you've read and make yourself believe it. Uh, and I think that as much as politics and all the things that I do are so aside from acting, they, they actually connect quite a lot. Because I, in order to be able to convey an opinion in politics, I really need to believe what I'm saying or else people will see it's false. So when I'm reading scripts and I'm trying to find myself become that character, one of my best qualities is being able to relate to what they really feel and what they want is, like, you got to simplify it. I'm not an established actor, so I'm not preaching to anyone who's wanting to be an actor. But for me, I look at a script and I see... This guy wants to get this this signed. He's an addicted gambler. He wants to book a show. He needs to get that signed. And I just live by that. I'm like, fuck it. That's the, the one and only thing I'm going to do. The acting and the politics um, link for me because, uh, you know, standing up in front of thousands of people and telling them that you're going to save America is not a, a normal thing to do. And, and truthfully, in your head, there's no way I don't think any politician for the fucking last 50 fucking years has God's honestly with themselves got up in front of a crowd of people and, and said I've got the answers and truly 100% believed that at least of all Donald Trump to be fair but even Obama who was possibly the best speaker we've had in decades you know that that was acting and not only was it acting when he got up there and said all of these things yes we can uh, that was amazing acting yeah. I mean he was Elvis uh, was uh, no literally that is Al Pacino level that was the level he was on and and he had everyone 
in America almost believing like, oh, this guy's got the answers Absolutely. like, and he's going to change the world. And uh, when he didn't, I think that's obviously when people lost faith in that and turned think- to... The, uh, the dark side. But, but it's also worth saying that a lot of people who run for office don't, they're not in office. So, so they're inherently like they've not got the key information you need. I think a lot of presidents now get to office. You can maybe see that for two, maybe three. And they get in and I think they see the inside and they're like, this is fucked. Like, no, they realize that the yeah. power that they thought they were going to have, they haven't got. And they're all. literally, yeah, they're like, this is, I, I can't do what I wanted uh, to do. Like, and yeah. I think Obama realized that very oh, quick. Yeah. You saw. You saw him. And I don't mean. I don't mean he didn't fulfill his promises because Obamacare, in the first place, trying to do that is is massive. Well, yeah, but, he obviously didn't uh, achieve what he set out to do. Did no, there's, there's, I, 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 I could still get rid of it. I though. could go into length about what Barack Obama did not do. Um, I think that he promised a lot for for black communities but uh, that, he, that he did not. I think deliver um, specifically with the tail end of his tenure, especially with police brutality on such a high rise at that point. Um, and I think there's several things that he let people down on. He did a lot of good things. Great. I think he was, in my opinion, the best speaker we've ever seen. Oh, he was and the amazing. most charismatic it's like political the fucking, figure. Like the rock, wasn't he? Yeah. Also, in a, in a time of people who were very boring. Yeah, yeah. and he will speakers. make a killing in... Uh, I, I was watching TYT, you know, during that whole period. And I remember on TYT saying, oh, there's a black guy running for president. And like I remember TYT being like, imagine if he won. Yeah. And, and instantly that... That you know, this Conor McGregor. Imagine it, it was that sort of feeling from the get go, and I think a lot of that really helped him out a lot to actually get to the presidency. But I do want to know now that I've asked you your biggest strengths. What are your biggest weaknesses? Would you say uh, I get far too easily distracted, mm. uh, and it, that comes just. I even got this. We get evaluation sometimes at TYT, which is basically like who does it, them. Uh, sometimes jenk, sometimes are EPs of the certain shows, um, and everyone who gave me, I like to get criticisms from anyone and everyone, especially the YouTube comment section. Lawrence, fire away the criticisms after this. Um, but I, I get far too easily distracted on my objective, and it's only been in the last six months, seven months, that I've really seen the light as to what I think is connecting everything. Like, really... Folk, I love talking sports. And how old are you I now? Love, uh, I'm going to be 28 in October. It's funny that. So. Yeah, I think uh, I think men especially because uh, we're fucking hormones are raging yeah. from 15 to 25. Uh, a lot a lot of lads. I think it takes them about 25 before we get that sort of tunnel vision of yeah. all right, this is what I'm fucking doing with myself now. And absolutely. Uh, yeah. And a lot of the time, I would I would start I would get so in my head because I'd be like, all right, I really want to act. And when I'm on set, there's no feeling like it. Like I know that's what I'm supposed to be, but then. I'm going to be honest, I'll do a political video, it'll get millions of views and people will be like, wow, this guy really knows what he's talking about. I'll be like, well, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. But I don't think I'm set to do either of those things. I see myself in the future emulated and going beyond someone like what Mark Ruffalo maybe is doing. He's having a phenomenal acting career, but that guy is fucking active, man. And he makes sure that his political points of view are just right there. Yeah. As much as he's getting paid a lot of money for yeah. acting, it doesn't, it doesn't in a way take away from what his objective is to help the world. And I think that what my path is is going to be my path. There's no two paths yeah. are the same way, and I think that uh, sometimes I get I get too caught up with the new shiny thing. Oh, that's cool that there's a movie review show that's going to be on. Could I host? It? Maybe. Let me just do it, even though I'm not. Versatility for me, and I've said this a couple of times, is uh, the most impressive thing. I, I I always look for that on YouTube. Uh, if someone can do a bit of everything. Uh, I think that's great because then you can branch out and do so many. Like for me, I, I want to do loads of different types of videos and challenge myself. Sometimes it's a money issue. Like we've talked about going to bloody safari and all that, and go and do travel shows and and eat loads of different types of shows. So 
I mean, f- what I think they do is to try loads of different things, and then whatever makes you happiest, and if you can make a living out of that, do that. But with you doing those things, like uh, your your guy, if it's both of you guys are doing it, that dynamic, that personality will remain true. You're just mm. talking about something that's a little different and experiencing something different. What I found myself doing at times, which was a real problem, and I had to look at myself and think, why am I doing this? Is I was adjusting myself. Like when I started doing some maybe movie reviews and looking into what movies, I, I for some reason I started to adjust myself and try to make myself think like I was a critic and be like, I wonder what that movie's really like instead of just being like, what are you, that's not you. You love watching movies because you either love to slate it or you love to enjoy it. Don't bend yourself <laughs> to try to make something that is not you. So I was really woke, I really woke up last year, was woke, as the, the new saying mm-hmm. is Stay uh, in, in America, where I just went, you know what? Like, I really love talking race relations. That's one of the, the subjects that I find so fascinating. And I like to act. And then that somehow came together. And I've been writing a script for the last year, which really ties all those things together whilst pursuing acting. And I don't know what's going to happen in the future. If it ends up being made and it ends up on Netflix, then I'll, I'll cast a big, buff Newcastle guy to play the, the, the really strict PE teacher that's got a questionable side to him. And wow, to be I mean, the- questionable because he's straight. <laughs> yeah, not, not because, because he, he wants to see you do <laughs> touch your toes. Wants not you didn't touch them properly. Not and again. Uh, all right, man. <laughs> to be fair, uh, you've just nailed the audition. Yeah, I, all right. I, to be honest, I'm already casting. You. Yeah, you know, I talked about embracing the dark. You got any cheerleaders <laughs> here? Um, the boy ones. Yeah, so that's. Uh, uh, I think that's, I suppose we've covered most stuff. It's it. fascinating. I feel yeah. stripped. I mean, v- versatile is a word I use. Franny Maxwell it, yeah. laid bare. Yeah, I like that. And that is what we'll actually title. <laughs> um, have you got? Um, I don't know. How would you like to be remembered? Wow, big question. That's, uh, me, that's me. Final one, mate. That's the big one. As we like. I to think say. I'd like to be remembered at doing something that I was great at because I feel like I've been. I've done a lot of things that I've been good at. I was really good at football. Uh, I wasn't great. I've been good at doing certain things, hosting, but I don't think I'm great yet. And I think that's the reason why. And I want to be remembered as doing something that he really believed in and that he was great at. And I think that's going to be... That's a a really really good way to leave it, mate. Uh, Hopefully when we get you back on, you can tell us, I fucking, I found it. This is it. This is it. I really hope so. I felt a bit like that growing up, you know. Uh, I was good at a lot of things like swimming, uh, weightlifting, art. I was just generally like good, but I... Really, until I found YouTube, I never felt like I was actually happy and like, this is it. This is this, this is my thing. Do you know what I mean? And you know, you said that. I remember we had a conversation. You said that early on. Like, to me, I remember we were talking before yeah. camera. I think we were talking about something before we did our videos. And you were talking about how you felt like this is what you're supposed to do. I think you've hit your, you found your niche. I mean, I don't think there's a ceiling to what you're doing. But I yeah. think you've found what... Fingers crossed there isn't. Uh, we'll wrap this up now because poor Lawrence has been um, looking like he's ready to go to sleep for about 10 minutes. He looks reckless. What? No, you've got those uh, bloodshot eyes going on that you sometimes get when we've been doing a podcast for a while. Hopefully you can't edit, edit that and make it look a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Francis, if we, people want to check you out more, yeah. uh, I'll put the links in the description below, but let us let we know. Where they can go? Just on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. It's all at Francis M. Maxwell. The M isn't a middle name. It's mm. just because I couldn't get Francis Maxwell. <laughs> it's like a stutter. Francis yeah. M- M- Maxwell. Yeah, someone's, yeah. someone's got nice Francis one. Maxwell and they're not giving me it. Well, honestly, do they have their own? Are they posting your pictures? No, they're oh. just not doing anything. They have zero followers. They did that with True They Geordie. did it because they're so just trying annoying. to. They want me to buy it off them or so something. Annoying. Buy it. 
Yeah, some people do that's that. Not get fuck fucked. Up, that's why I hide yeah. NUFC on the end and <laughs> yeah. dealt with it. But anyway, I've genuinely really enjoyed this chat, mate. Yeah, I, one of my favourite YouTubers. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. Hopefully, one of my favourite actors. No, one, one day, mate. That's you guys right, are. If you've enjoyed this, hit the fucking like button, stay subscribed to the True Jordy YouTube channel. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you later.